This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So this morning, we got news that Credit Suisse was in serious trouble. This is a European bank, and apparently they got no money. Many people were predicting this would be the next big bank to fail, and it resulted in trading halts in Europe. Now, we were trying to figure out what to talk about for the show because it's like, well, do we want to talk about the banking thing again? Because that's, I mean, it's been big, but we've, we've talked about Credit Suisse. And then uh, we, about 10 minutes before this show is set to go live, we get breaking news from Bloomberg that another San Francisco-based bank is seeking an exit strategy because it was, what, what did they say, cut to shreds or something? Yep. Just destroyed. And uh, okay, that marks the fifth bank that is either collapsed or facing collapse. Now, so far, there have been three major collapses, the second and third largest in history back to back. Credit Suisse is, an, is a very, very large international bank. And if this one goes down, it is very bad news. And then we got First Republic, which the news is just breaking. So we'll talk about that. We got a bunch of other news, too. I was, I was torn as to whether or not to lead with this because uh, James O'Keefe is going to call in the show, quite literally calling. He's actually going to call Benny Johnson, and Benny Johnson's going to hold his phone up to the microphone because we don't actually have a way to, to do real call-ins on this show. And that's intentional. But for James, launching his new O'Keefe Media Group, we decided to figure out a way to make an exception. So he'll literally just call Benny on the phone. Well, we're going to hold the phone up to the uh, microphone. <laughs> and then we got to talk about AI because the new chat GPT apparently has been granted access to its own code to execute code. It's been given money and unleashed. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Microsoft, apparently, I'm not sure if it's Microsoft or whoever, whatever the parent company is, got rid of their AI ethics team. And now people are kind of worried that they've created this soulless entity, this domino effect, and, and they're unleashing it. And it's going to you know, destroy the world and all that. So, you know, we'll talk about it. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click join us to become a member and support our work directly. We are a member driven company. That means we only exist because I, sh I should say almost entirely we exist just because you guys are members. So when you sign up, you ensure that we can keep doing this show. We, I can do my morning show. Ad rates don't cut it. Never really did. And if it was not for you as members, we wouldn't be here. So if you want to see this, keep, keep, on, uh, keep it on, become a member. But also we have a newsletter now. Go to TimCast.com. You can click to sign up to our newsletter and you will get a weekly email showing you the top stories of the week. It will show you the top guests and members only content, as well as the other cultural stuff that we are making behind the scenes. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. As I already mentioned, joining us tonight is a man who did more for East Palestine, Ohio than Joe Biden, Mr. Benny Johnson. I'm really sad that that's true, but it is absolutely <laughs> verifiably empirically correct and you did a lot for a single american individual but in the grand scheme of things giving twenty thousand dollars out is like as low as it can be you know so it's like for you as a, yeah. as a single person that's a huge that's huge 
For Joe Biden, the federal government, it is sad they did nothing at all. Yeah, this is like um, not even Nancy Pelosi's plastic surgery bill for a Wednesday. What was uh, what did you use the money for? What did they use the money for? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Did you just say it was like a gift? You were able to gift people? It was cash. Uh, do you have a foundation that does it? We just took our we took uh, our profits uh, for the month, and we went up to East Palestine, and we handed those people an envelope with a thousand dollars in it. We went to Google Maps, and we found where the crash site was. Then we went to the homes that were closest to the crash site. I wish I could have given money to everyone. This was f- three days after the crash. No one was helping these people. If this had been in, if this had been in Philadelphia, if I'm sorry, if, if it had been in Kiev, if this had been in Kiev, <laughs> you know, actually, our 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 president went and traveled to the place that is as far away from East Palestine as you can possibly get, actually. So while we were heading up to East Palestine, Joe Biden went as far on a map as you can actually get, which is Kiev, Ukraine, from East Palestine, uh, the polar opposite of, of, of the world, uh, to prove that America last is the guiding principle of Joe Biden's administration. Hey, hey Ukraine first. Yeah, that's right. Ukraine Thanks first. for doing that, yeah. dude. So, well, anyways, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that, too. And then we'll talk about what the federal government will do for Americans when the banks all collapse, which is probably nothing. But uh, thanks for yeah. hanging out, Benny. It's going to be fun. <laughs> What's up, And guys? then uh, we're going to have James call your phone. So that'll be in uh, about 25 minutes or so. Yep. Right now, we got Phil Labonte hanging out. Hello, I'm Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. I'm also Ian Crossan coming at you hot. What's up? And uh, I am Surge.com. Let's roll. So let's jump into this breaking news that actually just broke right before the show started. We have this from Bloomberg Markets, just in First Republic Bank, the San Francisco-based lender that was cut to junk by S&P and Fitch is exploring strategic options, including a sale. Let me break that down for you. A sale means they're about to fall apart. What's happening right now with Silicon Valley Bank and this major collapse that the federal government is stepping in and they are trying to sell it off. They've insured all deposits. SVB apparently put out a statement where they're like, it's the safest place to have your money because the government has insured all deposits with no caps. So it's like funny money, monopoly money. Yo, if this is how they're viewing the system, there ain't no system. There is no system. So we were going to talk about this other story. Look at this one. Dow closes more than 250 points lower as bank crisis spreads to Europe. Live updates. This is from CNBC. And they're talking about Credit Suisse. According to one of their uh, main investor guys or main uh, companies, there's no money left. There's no money. And the, the Saudis, which apparently are principal investors, saying they can't give any more because of regulations. So it's looking like Credit Suisse, which is a very large international bank, is on the verge of collapsing. This was already predicted. The bond market apparently is, is doing very, very poorly. And we've, we've talked about that in the past week. So uh, as we're talking about this, right before the show starts, Phil's like, hey, Tim, First Republic Bank is trying to sell now. It's another SF bank. So this is going to be the fifth bank. We've got Silvergate was the first. Most people didn't know or didn't care because it wasn't that big. But Silvergate collapses. Then... What happened was because of that, Silicon Valley Bank put out this statement about raising money and it caused a panic. Everybody said, is this going to be like Silvergate? I don't want to lose my money. So they do a, there's a run in the bank. Silicon Valley Bank then falls apart. Then Signature Bank falls apart. Some people are trying to claim that that bank was better, but I don't know. All I know is that's three banks that fell. And now we have Credit Suisse and First Republic on the chopping block. Yep. So I don't know. I'm going to defer to Max Kaiser. Uh, 
economist. Did he, did he say the end is nigh? He said, he tweeted out about four hours ago, a global bank reset is coming. All depositors will have their deposits protected. This is Max Kaiser. Uh, all your deposits will be protected, he's saying. He says the U.S. dollar and other fiat money will be swapped for a central bank digital currency, and depositors will be given a bonus amount of the new currency when the switch is made. You had to make this to sweeten the deal. Like a quick version of the euro switch, he, he concludes. Uh, terrifying, but I, I see the plan. I mean, he, he knows, he's seen this for about a decade in the making. He's in El Salvador, you know, hanging out with the president and pushing Bitcoin as the national currency. I like him a lot, but the, the thing about perma bears is perma bears are perma bears. So when bad times come, they look like they're geniuses because they're perma bears. You know, it's like, like they're perma always bears? Perma, yeah, permanently bear. Like he's he's permanently bearish on on uh, fiat currency. He's permanently permanently bearish on. He's right. <laughs> he, he, I also right. I also am against. I am also against the 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 structure of our uh, our uh, fiat system. Currently, I agree. Can I, can but I, can I just say, if I had listened to Max Kaiser like ten years ago, I'd be I'd be a very happy person living on my own private island. Because he was like, Tim, I'm, I'm telling you, you got to buy Bitcoin right now. And I was like, I got a little bit. I'm not worried about it. Now you got to buy more. Listen, and then, uh, Tim is fibbing to you because Tim could live on his own island right now That's if he not wanted true. to. That's not true. <laughs> Max Kaiser. This is his like own ten, island. This is this is kind of like a, having your own island. It's it amazing is, coming out here. It is a mountaintop. Yeah. To be fair. But and you look around. Big, you st I was standing out with the chickens mountain. before the show. I'm like, I'm standing out with the chickens. I'm looking around. I'm not like the only person. You are on your own island. I mean, there's like people who live close by and it's it's not like mountains, you know, in the Rockies. It's it's the it's the smoky. It's the Blue yeah. Ridge. You know, they're beautiful. Just, it's a bunch of dirt. Yeah. There's no minerals in it. Nothing like that. You have, but, your, own but, harem, no, 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 you have your own harem of chickens. Uh, well, that's Roberto Jr.'s harem. He's, he's a very busy man. But uh, no, no. But in all seriousness. <laughs> uh, so I, I have the tweet from Max Kaiser that uh, Ian was referencing where he says a global bank reset is coming. And a lot of people think this is to bring about a, a central bank digital currency, which is going to be the government's crypto, which they control. And the reason they'll do this is because they can track every single purchase. Yep. Yeah, Everything you ever do. Like before the show, track. we were talking about this. And it's like if you want to go buy gasoline on Thursday, but that day is not good for ESG, they're going to say, you know what? Your central bank coin doesn't work mm -hmm. at, at the gas station today. That, take a, take that a bite of your control. guns. Say goodbye to your gun purchases. That's right. They're already, I mean, they've, they're... They're beta testing this with the credit cards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Discover, well, credit cards were was uh, the the first step towards digital currency. Now you now you're swiping a card. It's funny because futuristic sci-fi and video games always had this. We've envisioned this. Yep. Play a video game and it's like a guy in the future goes, "How many how many uh, you know union Cre credits?" Yeah. And that's what they would call it, union credits. And it, then they would just have like a wristwatch and they would beep. It, and that's where we are. In yep. a way, it's more secure because it can't be stolen from your pocket. But in a, the other way, it's completely insecure because someone else. Well, they can turn it off. Yeah. Like right. it, literally, they can, it's programmable money. They're going to be able to say this money is for this. And then you have other money that you can use for other things. So there will be luxury money. Like you'll have money for leisure time that you're allowed to spend at the movies or downloading stuff or whatever. Then yeah. you'll have like necessities money, et cetera. And different, like if you have a low ESG score, you won't get a lot of credits for, uh, for luxury and leisure. Those will be the ones to entice people. You, like remember in, uh, what was, 
was it the uh, the Fifth Element, the cigarettes that that yeah. the, that they were given out? Like they were re- mostly filter, just a little bit of cigarette on them. That kind of control is the future if we get a a central bank digital it's, it's currency. It's now. It's now. We've already yeah. seen in in like Denver where they were like, you can't turn on your air conditioning and the yep. and the AC locked. Or in I think California, they were like, you can't charge your electric car. What about South Africa where they're like, you have no right to electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you had electricity rights in yeah. South Africa? True. Nope. The government doesn't have to constitutionally provide you electricity. True. Figure out your own. Build your own electricity. Yep. Thomas Edison. I'm, I'm actually thinking about that because we have a small creek on the property. And I'm like, can we trench this and then put a water wheel in there? Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Yeah. You generate yeah. generate some power. It's and he idea. says he doesn't yeah. live in his own island. Come on. Yeah. They come well, it's on. a big plot of land it's great. in the, West you, Virginia. I mean, they want to get the batteries to you'll want to get the batteries to store it. That's really the, the storage is the thing right. because yeah. And then what happens is overnight it charges yep. a decent amount. Yep. You'll probably drain all of it very quickly because a water wheel is not going to, it's not a fast moving river. So, or anything like that. yeah, I mean, in, in Florida, you get these guys coming up, knocking on your door all the time. I live in Tampa and they're like, yo, look at your house. It's great. Can we put solar panels up on the top and we'll give you this much money because the power companies pay us for your solar panels. Have I you done it? I have not done it. I think it's a really good idea for you to do that. So I would rather do it for myself. Right. Right. So, I'd rather, uh, so I have a generator. So I have an, an uh, so I have an L, like a generator, right? That runs on gas. LP. Yeah. And so when the when the hurricane hit, my generator kicked on. It's awesome. Uh, and but what if someone cuts off the gas line? They can't cut off the the sun. I don't think. Get a tank. So maybe solar is the way. Get tanks. Get LP tanks. I got a thousand gallon yeah, LP really? tank, and I'm gonna get two more. And I need to get uh, someone in New England that can install house batteries like tesla house batteries i can't find anyone anyone out there in new england that installs house batteries in southern new england mm. hit me up where should they it hit took you us up? a long time to get on that. my twitter Phil we, we we went through a different company we, we we tried doing tesla at first and then it mm-hmm. just took too long it was a disaster yeah. a year later they showed up with the stuff and we we're like dude we just don't want it we're wrong with someone else i got the solar now and i i like it they they i put a new roof on last year and they came they took the, the solar panels off so i could put the new roof on no problem no issues but i can't find someone that'll actually so you like your solar panels i do yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I really want to get the... Uh, do you get to keep the energy or do you have to sell part of it to the power company? I Right now I have to sell it back because I don't have the batteries because it's New England and there's not a lot of sun in New England. But you get like hard. credits. Yep. So yeah. like a, Social credits. So here, let me let me it's show you this. It is. Uh, it is re- it's the platform, the basis for it. Let me show you this real quick. This is from The Motley Fool. Why are Wells Fargo and Citigroup falling today? And I don't really care to get into the details. I just want to then show you this story. This is from well, uh, Seeking Alpha. Wells Fargo, no crisis here. Well, okay. So you get to decide for yourselves whether or not you think the end is nigh. Because uh, I'll put it this way. 
right before the show starts to get breaking news, another bank is in serious trouble. And you're going to hear from the Jim Cramers and from the Bidens. All, they're all going to say, everything is fine. Your deposits are safe. Don't worry about it. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know how much I trust these guys. And that's the problem. Because I feel like when they come out and say, don't worry, everything's fine. They're actually having the inverse impact they think they are. Everyone's going to hear that and be like, run for the hills. Get your money out of the banks. People don't like hearing banks being like, it's all fine. Nobody, they'll pay attention. The little man behind well, the curtain. What? This is the four four of America's biggest banks lost a combined $55 billion in today? value on Thursday. That's today. Yeah. No, that was, that's today's that Wednesday. Last week? That last week. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. Last week. Jeez. Well, I don't trust anyone to live your life for you. That's some advice. Take care of yourself and use your brain. Yeah, yeah, I imagine this is like we, you were talking about it the other day, Tim. I imagine this is not the end of the problems that we've got that coming. I think that these, the bank failures here are gonna. I think that it's probably gonna lead to more stress in the system. I don't. I'm not predicting it. You know, a crash because I have no way of predicting the future at all, and I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a, a an economics guy, but. It's not a bad idea to get yourself squared away so that way you have, you know, some necessities if you're able. The scary now, thing now is, is that the time. The it, scary the scariest thing is that people who want the system to fail will intentionally go out and take all of their money out of the banks. I mean, could you imagine people who are upset with the status quo and say the two-party system yep. and establishment politics intentionally taking all their money out of banks because they want those banks to fail, which would cause the system to collapse. And like, who could imagine doing something like that? <laughs> so this is what Vivek Ramaswamy said. He's a very smart guy. He's running for president. And he was on the show two days ago. And he's like, no, no, no. These hedge fund guys wanted to get their money and they wanted to bail out. And they didn't like their money being locked up in a 2% bond. And so they actually staged a run on the bank. Yep. He's like, this is the untold story that these guys are so greedy that they needed the extra couple points they were locked up in a 10-year treasury. They needed that out. And the easiest way to get that out was to collapse the bank. That's how evil <laughs> these people are. So these hedge fund guys, they got these bros got together, finance bros got together and like, how do we stage a run on the bank? Why don't you tweet about it and I'll tweet about it? Maybe we can get like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tyson to take his money out. And, and, and that, then we'll start the run on the bank. And then the federal government will have no choice. Because they're already on fragile ground. Right the ice fall. is breaking beneath all of us. And so they'll come in and they'll insure us all. And, and we'll just get our money. We'll just be able to do one little deposit. Ping! And, and the, get our money back. And the government will literally trip over itself to print the money because of the situation we're in. Where the rest of the economy is so delicate. And they're trying, you know, raising the, the interest rates and stuff. The rest of the economy is dying to go into recession. Just begging for an excuse to go into recession. Yo, and they're just like, F them. Let me, F the country. Yo, let me just drop something right here that I, I, I have. This is verified. This is true. This huge finance for China. Okay. In Silicon Valley Bank. The uh, bio research for China. Silicon Valley Bank funded it to the tune of billions. Right. Ton of Chinese company. Inside Chinese companies use Silicon Valley Bank as a really nice bridge, right, between the two nations. What about China using fifth generation warfare without firing a shot can collapse our financial system just by yanking out all their money? Dang. Yep. What if Chinese, what if the Chinese just said, okay, now all the money comes to us? So crash the banks just by withdrawing. Maybe that's yep. why the I haven't pulled my thing, money out. Easiest thing you've ever done. You, you can collapse a nation just by going ka-ching. You know what? I heard about this first bank collapse last, a few days, last week, I guess it was. This is the, the, Silicon Valley Bank. My first, I had this feeling like, get your money out. This wave of feeling. Mm -hmm. Without even words or anything, it was just like, get it out. Mm -hmm. And then I just, it passed over me and I was like, no. 
No, yeah. no. If it disappears, it disappears. I, I, and that's because <laughs> I feel like it is. Someone is gaming this. It does feel I mean, like that. It feels like this was an intentional. That's it, a little it's not more, real panic. That's yes. a little more passive than the average person is probably prepared to be with their life savings. Maybe they want you to pull the money out to collapse the system so they can then introduce a command economy and central bank digital currency. That is completely and totally reasonable in my opinion. Now, but all the banks fall. The federal government comes out and says, don't worry. All of those banks have failed, but your money has been automatically converted by the FDIC into FedCoin. So your money is still available to you in digital form. Download this app if you want to get access to it. Hmm. Yeah. Just like that, right? Then they'll say, we've cataloged your accounts by social security number. Log into federalgovernment.coin or whatever and type in your social and your address and your name and your phone number. And then all of your accounts have consolidated your Fed coin, USD coin into one place or whatever they want to call it. And then you can spend it using this app. There's already the and, and people may people that are unfamiliar with the crypto world may not be aware. There's already what they call uh, stable coins that are tethered to the value of the dollar. They call them. There's one called Tether that is designed specific. Sorry, just just like as you're talking, CNBC drops a breaking. Japan's topics drops 2%. Asia Pacific markets fall as Credit Suisse adds to banking fear. I'm just sitting here like... Tomorrow's going to be bad. I think it's worse than we realize. I mean, it could be. (laughs) The thing like, and so... God damn it. (laughs) Like, okay, look, you should have bought guns in 2020 when when, like the summer of love kicked off. Um... But anyway, so like I was saying, th- there are there are cryptos in existence that are already uh, pegged to the doll to the value of the dollar. Um, so th- there's already a basic infrastructure to have a dollar coin, right? A dollar crypto that the that the Fed makes. It's it's a simple transition for them. It is not hard at all. The it, the crypto wallets they can they can design those and put those into make them for your phone or whatever and and I mean it's not a, a far step away. So. Let's let's jump to this story from Daily Mail. Woke Silicon Valley Bank donated over seventy three million dollars to Black Lives Matter related social justice groups before it collapsed, while failed Signature Bank gave eight hundred fifty thousand. So that's where your money went. If you're wondering why Silicon Valley Bank failed and where's your money at, there it is. You can ask Black Lives Matter where your money went. That's they what they were prioritizing. They gave their money to ESG. They bankrupted it, and then they just bail it out with taxpayer money. It's the most corrupt and in the history book. <laughs> if, if this is recorded in the history books, which I hope it will be, it'll be seen as like the most corrupt no, no, scandal, no, no. financial scandal in U.S. history. When the communist takeover happens in the United States yeah. and lasts for 100 years or whatever, after it falls, the people who survive will write about how they took over by using private institutions to fund far-left extremism and then have taxpayer dollars fund out those organizations. Think about this. A bank gives $73 million to far-left extremism, collapses, the taxpayer bails them out. That's how you launder taxpayer money into ideological subversion. Mm -hmm. Crafty stuff. That's like taxation without representation. I didn't. I, I didn't mean, ask to be. It's have my money sent towards that crap. Well, that you didn't do your. What they would say is you didn't do your own research about where this company is uh, doing doing business because they probably had a prospectus or they probably put out a prospectus that had all of this stuff laid out. But it's it. the taxpayer bailout that I didn't. I didn't oh, sign oh, up for. Right. Tough. 
But it's but it's but it's <laughs> it's only That's sort of government. Listen, listen, it's only yeah. sort of taxpayer funded. They're going to use the FDIC, which is paid into from banks, but they're supposed to use the money for the little guy, and they're giving it to the billionaires and the millionaires. So okay. it is it is taking away from you, but in a different way, and. How it affects the taxpayer when they're like, it's not going to cost a taxpayer a dime. It will not. I repeat, it will not. They're lying because what actually is going to happen is the financial damage from all of this is already rippling out to everyone. The fact that stocks fell in these banks means retirement accounts are taking hits. And that means older people are probably now looking at their budgets being like, I guess we don't eat this month. So, yes, it absolutely does hit everybody when they do this. And, and, and that's their, their argument is. Well, we can't have the social contagion, or we can't have the, the banking contagion spread around and destroy the economy, can we? I say, yeah, we can. Well, tough luck. So the average American household has $10,000 in cash in their reserves. East Palestine, the median household income was $41,000 a year. That's what normal America, that's how normal Americans live. Now, 95% of depositors had over the $250,000 maximum for federal insurance. So you are talking the uber rich of the uber rich based on American, based on the data for American uh, solvency, right? And liquidity. So you're talking the richest of the rich. This is a bailout of the richest of the rich. Yep. But now, it, these depositors... And, and, and they're woke, too, to make and it worse. And they're woke they're as the hell. Like, yeah, the, if, they were, right. if they were rich and libertarian, I might be like, well, you They're know. the laptop class. They're the worst. That's right. They're the worst. So, you're ta- so, so put this in context here. It took the government uh, nigh on a month to lift a finger for East Palestine where they nuked a bunch of little children and poisoned their water... And they had this. They had this locked up by Saturday. All this Yellen is, had this done in an emergency meeting by Saturday. Joe Biden showed billions up at of nine, dollars, nine in the morning, bailing out the richest and the wokest of the woke because they're Joe, the donors. Joe Biden so gets gross. up at nine in the morning for an emergency That's announcement, right. and Jen Psaki is like, he doesn't do this normally. He's a night owl, and I'm like, yeah. this MFR flew across the planet to give a half a billion dollars to Ukraine, yep. and he didn't lift a finger for East Palestine, but he wakes up at the crack of dawn to make sure he can assure all the woke Silicon Valley investors, your money's safe. What a piece of garbage. You but he's talking garbage. to the people who vote for him and the people who fund him, and that's why he does it. What? The people of East Palestine voted for Trump so he could give to what are the things? You're you're both right, but but everybody here knows that like to make the wealthy suffer means that the poor suffer more every single time. Like when if you if you really want to hurt the wealthy, if you want, and this is part of why socialism doesn't work. Right. Like the idea is get the money from the wealthy. Right. But when you get the money from the wealthy, the people that don't have any money, they get smashed. And it's literally that's why communism and socialism doesn't work, because when you hurt the producers, the, the wealthy are always the ones that are producing. Like the reason they have they have money and stuff is because they're doing stuff. So as much as the incentive is like or the gut feeling is like make them suffer. Right. Like that's what you want. You want them to pay. But it's going to hurt the poor people. And I'm not I, sure that it's worth it. I don't for, you know, I, I don't, don't want, want it. Anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone to suffer. Uh, first and foremost, the major, the major problem here, the, the the major problem here, first and foremost, is constitutional. Okay, so Article One and Two of the Constitution: Congress controls the purse. Congress passed a law to ensure two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of deposits. That is a law by Congress. How Joe Biden? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Has the bloody cheek 
to think that he can just go through and rewrite this law and spend this money and turn on this faucet Trial balloon. is beyond me. Think now, I, I tell you, they, they did it with the vaccine mandate. They the did ATF. it with student loans. They did it with student loans. The ATF. Now he's getting smacked in the PP on both of those. The but a- but the, but the, here, we, here we go again. He's rewriting the Constitution in real time. The ATF passed a law without Congress. They made an object illegal. Uh, braces for, yes. for for pistols. Yes. They're saying that you can go to jail, but they never actually had Congress pass a law banning such an object. These are all trial balloons. But more, more worse still, they are grains of sand being added to the heap where the executive branch of the government says we can make anything we want legal or legal or illegal and no one will stop us. So it's not it's not just the things you, you talked about, but you're correct, right? The, the, the financial stuff, like the FDIC, him saying, I can just give the money if I want. What are you going to do about it? The, the fact that he can just take money and give it away, he doesn't have those powers, but who will stop him? Who's supposed right. to stop That's him? That's exactly right. Who's yeah. supposed to stop I don't him? Know. Congress. Congress. So Congress is Article 1 for court. Again, people don't understand. Congress is Article 1. Congress was supposed to be the important branch. Yeah. Article 2 is the presidency. That was supposed to be like the backwater. Military. Yep. That was supposed yeah. to be the backwater. That's why they put that's why they put old Washington in charge. Old Washington. Kind of puts around and talk to the talk to different countries and puts talk about around. the talk about the military and to chew on his wooden teeth, and Congress was where the action was, yeah. and that's the way it was designed because of course Congress itself is far more representative of all of us. You can get a dumbass president, but it's hard. You know, Congress is going to be a, a lot. Uh, uh, we saw this with the M- McCarthy fight, right? Congress is going to be where real populism happens. Dude, we were at Congress on Friday, last Friday, yeah. and we were talking to Matt Gates and totally Steve based. Bannon came in. Yeah. And Steve Bannon was like, get ready, guys, because on Monday, they're going to come in and they're going to start asking you that they need this bailout. It was the next morning. They did yep. it without congressional they authority. Ask. What? They, was, they didn't ask. That's I. So, so silly, poor, silly Steve Bannon, <laughs> who thought they would actually go to Congress this time to ask. Instead, yeah. they just went, That's right. it's done. That's right. Amazing. That indicates yeah. <laughs> that they're going to do it again in some other fashion, that they'll be like, oh, your dollars that you thought were dollars, they're, they're digital currency now. Don't ask questions. Right. And who's supposed to question? Let me it's tell Congress. You, let, me, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Uh, I have a Spanish friend. And in 2012, at the end of 2012, I went to Spain because they're having big protests. And I asked my Spanish activist friend why the protests had been going on and persisting. And she told me it all started with the euro. So this is many years ago for these young people. Unemployment, why unemployment was so very high, why the economy was destroyed. And what she said was the currency of Spain was, I think it was the peseta. Is that what it was? And mm-hmm. you'd go out to your, you wake up in the morning, you'd go to your cafe, you'd grab a newspaper, you'd grab a muffin or something and a coffee. And each of those items was one peseta. The newspaper was one, the muffin was one, the coffee was one, three peseta, and you got everything you need. Then they decided to roll out the euro. And they wanted it normalized for all of Europe. Mm. She said one day they woke up and the newspaper cost one euro instead. The muffin cost one euro and the coffee cost one euro. The only problem is in order to actually buy the euro, you needed three peseta per one euro. So all of your goods, everything jumped up three times their cost overnight. And then all of a sudden the economy started falling apart. And then young people couldn't find jobs. They went into a financial crisis and started protesting. With the central bank digital currency, we may see something similar, but perhaps they will try and incentivize people into giving up their freedom by saying, well, if you click the I agree button on the app, you get 1.5 times your deposit. So if you had $100 in the bank, you'll have 150 FedCoin. And FedCoin can be used anywhere because it is legal tender and must be accepted by all businesses. 
Oh, and they'll be like, if you don't buy gasoline this month, we'll pay you a thousand dollars. Kind of crap of their fake oh phony oh, coin. oh 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 yeah. Fed coin centralized command bank is going to have like a thing where it's like you can opt in for lower my energy costs, and then it'll be like it will show you your coins going up very slowly. And it'll be like by not using electricity, you're earning, and then it will show you the coin yeah, ticking. You'll flip your lights off right. and it'll tick a little faster, yep. and you'll be like, yep. oh, all the things I can. And That's really, right. what, it, what it is, it's the amount of money that they take out of your per month credit. No, 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 no. no. Comes it's, down. it's because while it's going up, what they're not telling you is they're also inflating the coin yeah. by producing more. So it's not really going up. No. Yeah, that's the thing about these. They're not going to be on a blockchain. These central bank digital currencies are not planned from what I've read it to be on matter. a blockchain. So there's not going to be trackable. No one's going to know what well, the, they'll the malfeasance them. in the background. Yeah, they'll be printing it. We won't know. That's the, that's the problem. There's no, there's no incentive for the government to put their currency. It, I mean, right now, the the we, we, we can't get the Federal Reserve audited, never mind control over the Federal Reserve. There's no way a federal coin is going to be on a public open blockchain. That's why that's why Bitcoin is great. Like as much as people want to go ahead and crap on crypto and stuff like that, I get it. There are people that don't understand it, whatever. Um, the great thing about Bitcoin is the fact that it's decentralized, that it's international, that it's not controlled by anyone. There's no single entity that controls it. And I, I know that there's people super focused on like the dollar amount of a coin. That's not what the important part of Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is a protocol like email. Except, right? Bitcoin may be the precursor intentionally designed to bring about central centralized digital currencies in that for the, for for all global currency there is gold gold is a store of value Bitcoin they say is digital gold and not everybody agrees but Bitcoin they say is digital gold and so maybe these powers wanted Bitcoin to exist they wanted people to get very very wealthy off of it they wanted to have an idea in the public that if you bought Bitcoin you were rich now then when they roll out Fedcoin they're going to be like don't miss the train because if you buy FedCoin, it's going to be worth 10 times what it is in three days. Are you going to sit back? They're going to in the FOMO. And, and it's going to work. Let's jump to this next story. This next. It's actually 830. We, I know we're going to have an incoming. We have, oh, this, uh, we so have James, this story. So James is finishing up a radio interview. He'll call at 840. 840? Beautiful. Oh, no. Well, let well, me say, we'll keep talking about Bitcoin. I, I want to give a little uh, time capsule to the future after the dust settles and you guys start creating a new currency. Make a currency that deflates automatically the longer it sits in your account. So you're encouraged to spend it to create. You mean literal so currency? No. What's so that? I had a, yeah, a deflationary currency. It encourages uh, circulation. Yeah, deflationary well, means its value goes up. Uh, well, it actually, so if you have a dollar and it sits there, tomorrow you'll about, have 99 cents. That's, that's not deflationary. That's, that, that's inflationary. That's literally what the dollar does. Yeah. And they do it for the purpose no. of trying. Yes. I'm talking about a coin that actually disappears into nothingness. Right, 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 right. Then, you're, you're, you're based, that's, that's what, like a that's what the dollar does. <laughs> if one dollar in 1908 is worth, uh, a, do a dollar today is worth like, what, three cents compared to a dollar 100 years ago? Yeah. But that's because they printed a bunch more. But in this right. situation, you'd print 20 million coins. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same in, in reverse. It's the same thing. It's the same no, function. No, no, it's yeah. a deflationary currency. It's the same function. It's the yeah, same you function. Just, you, just don't, you just don't understand, but you're describing the same thing. You would never print a new one. You'd yes. have them all uh, right. built exactly. off yes. the bat. Uh -huh. right. You're just describing a different means of doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's not deflationary. Deflationary means the value goes up, not down. The value goes up because they're harder to find, yeah. I guess. But you could also create more of them. I guess you're actually right on that one. You, if, if, if the money disappears, then it becomes more scarce and more valuable. So you're not actually losing any value and there is no incentive to spend. In fact, the incentive is to hold on to it because it's disappearing. But, they can create, <laughs> but then you'll be able to create more of it and it'll constantly keep disappearing. So 
it's like you don't want to have so it. So then it's like having a, an expiration date on your money to, yeah, yeah. to, to increase the velocity. Because the because well, biggest James? problem is wealth hoarding. I think we oh, got to keep here? on the line. We so speaking of, uh, speaking of people who disappear and <laughs> come back more valuable. We got James uh, O'Keefe we got, on the line. We got the Bitcoin of investigative reporters on the line right on. here. James O'Keefe, who launched a brand new organization uh, today called OMG. Hey guys, this is James O'Keefe. How you doing, Tim? Can you turn the volume up some? Hell right? yeah, dude. This is as high as I can get it. James, make Just, sure you're not on like AirPods or anything. Is and, it? Is the? Is okay. the? And on speaker. Okay, there we go. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey Tim. Tim, it's James. James. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. Well, I just launched a new thing. It's O'Keefe Media Group, and I just wanted to call in to tell you guys hello. I appreciate you guys being there for me. Absolutely. I watched man. all your episodes, and you were pretty much right on about it all. So thank you, Tim, for being a good stand-up guy. Well, uh, we all we all appreciate the, the work you do. One of the last few, if not the last real news organization and, and newsman. And uh, what happened with Project Veritas was shocking. So we're excited to see O'Keefe Media Group. We got we got the tweet pulled up. You want to pull up that while James is talking? We actually have your video. We're going to play in a second. So James, oh, what's, nice. the, what's the premise? Hey. The premise is like Uber for journalism. We're going to be sending thousands of cameras to people all over the world. Ooh. And we've already have a few hundred um, that have emailed us today and they want to wear the camera. So we're going to, our website's going to be totally dedicated to equipping, mobilizing, empowering, and training citizen journalists on the scale of likes that you've never seen before in your life. And so many people after what happened to me after the Pfizer story were inspired. Um, so we're just gonna make do this on a massive scale now. Um, and uh, you have the website, it's, it's live. I, Benny, I was inspired by Benny's uh, film noir, the, his, his style. And we had me getting out of a black car. I don't know if you caught that joke, Tim. We also had me stealing <laughs> someone's sandwich. Yep. Product placement there. Stealing I don't know sandwich. if you guys get that. It's an inside joke. You you have to read between the lines. And then some little dancing because people don't like when I dance. It really upsets demons when I dance. They don't like that at all. They get That's really weird. angry about me being artistic. So a lot in there. Uh, OMG, O'Keefe Media Group. Um, and thank you guys for just, just being good people, for being real. I hope to, I'll same to you, come man. visit you down there. Yeah, yes. come by anytime. We'll, we're going to play your video and we're going to talk about your new venture. We're talk about corporate press and all that stuff in a moment. Yeah, you know, I, I want to come down there and, and talk to you about corporate press and ownership. And I've just learned so much. But uh, definitely piss off the haters. Share that video of me dancing, getting out of black cars, stealing sandwiches. Sandwiches always taste better. When they were in the hands of a pregnant lady, so well, you would know, James. The way it is. <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek, okay? Hey. Just for all of you listeners, I'm being I'm being a little ironic there. Right on. But thanks, thanks, Tim. No, I, seriously, man, good work. Appreciate it. Uh, one question, Thank James: you. Are you working? What are you What are you working on right now? Oh, gee, I mean, first of all, we have a follow up on the fire story. We got we got a, a bit, massive tip. A um, lot a lot of three letter government agency stuff coming in through our pipeline. And um, uh, what aren't we working on? I'm in the little war room with 10 people. These are ride or die people. These are really good people that are been working 15 hours a day over the last few days. So you'll see our next story in the coming days, guys. It's going to be big. That's how you're going to turn this around in days. That's unbelievable. Days. days. I mean, that's that, how we roll. That's how we roll at O'Keefe Media Group. OMG. OMG. <laughs> I love the name. Right the on, name man. is so good. Well, we got to get you out of here sometime. So as soon as you can. I would love to. I want to have a, a, I've learned a lot about 
uh, as you say, ownership of media. We really want to. That's a the theme I want to touch on with you. So right on, I'll man. have a few stories. So thanks, thanks, guys. I got to run, Benny. You're the best. Thanks, See you guys. Later, James. Thanks, James. So uh, let's let, let let us show you the video from O'Keefe Media so you can uh, watch it for yourself. And uh, I'll just play it. The, the acorn of, here story we go. Is that it's, here we go. The irony of the acorn story is that it took a 25-year-old with a hidden camera a few days to do what billion-dollar networks and journalists could not do in a decade. I spent 14 years creating the most effective nonprofit newsroom this country has ever seen. And in paving the way to establish citizen journalism, I have been defamed, arrested, raided, and ultimately removed from the organization I spent so much time developing credibility of. I always knew they would try to ruin the reputations of those who expose them, the pharma giants, the three-letter government agencies, and those who I thought I could trust. But in response, we are going to build an army of investigators and exposers. They have awakened <laughs> sleeping giant. I'm back. Remaining by my side are a small, tight-knit group of the most elite journalists in the world. Exposing corruption requires standing up to power because power hates sunlight. We are sunlight. Welcome to the O'Keefe Media Group, where we will never be shut down because not only do I own it, but you own it too. Support us and sponsor our army of journalists by becoming a founding member today. OMG. Let me, let me, that was fast. I mean, how, what was that, a couple weeks ago? Let me tell you how I knew James was going to be successful in this. I've known James for nigh on a, a decade. We both worked at Breitbart way in the early days, back when Breitbart was still doing red eye and all the old, old school Breitbart, right? And I didn't know about James and Andrew Breitbart is like, hey, there's a guy who wants to play a pimp. He's a white kid. Isn't that crazy? Like a white pimp. He's gonna get a fight. He's gonna get like a fake. You, get, you held up your phone when the when he called, and his name was saved in your phone, and you could see what you saved him in your phone as. If someone can like, it's been in my phone like that for ten years because that's how I remember the kid. And so, so Andrew Breitbart is coming in, coming in like looking like a wild man at some DC party. And he's like, this kid, he's white. He's gonna play a pimp. It's gonna be crazy. He's got a prostitute too. And he's going to collapse Acorn and the entire Obama regime. The people who got Obama elected, this, this guy's going to come and blow him up. And sure enough, like James did it. And James and I were like fast friends. He edited the Acorn video on my, on my apartment couch. Wow. He edited the Acorn videos there. Uh, his pimp jacket was in my closet for quite a while before he was James O'Keefe. And then every single little things that he's done, some of the, some of the craziest stuff, some of the like, like, hey, I'm going to try and seduce someone from CNN on my boat. <laughs> like, like, you remember that one? No. The old one? The yeah. The one, yeah. Wow. The, like that was, that was one that's gone. That, that I remember, went, it, I, I remember a little sideways. John Stewart praised him for the acorn stuff. It, John Stewart and, was like, we've been had. Yeah. Well, he, he said, how come you couldn't get journalists to do this? Why is it up to this kid to go in and uncover this stuff? And then when he, James O'Keefe even shared this, when Jon Stewart showed the clips, he didn't insult or lie about what James O'Keefe uncovered. He went, this looks really bad. What is this? South Park did an episode about James O'Keefe. Really? I mean, that's that's how we didn't understand. Like it had permeated so big. South Park did an entire James O'Keefe episode. You can look it up. Which one was that? As uh, I'm sure uh, the crowd, the, 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 uh, uh, the will, chat will be able yeah. to chat. source it. But it, James actually, Look we watched up. that together. It was wild. And so here's Trey Parker, Matt Stone doing a James O'Keefe, Acorn. There's an Acorn South Park episode. Anyway, James just lets it rip. 
dude, if you like think you're going to hold this guy back or you're going to hurt his feelings or anything, like he says it, he danced like Michael Jackson because it makes people mad. They didn't, he, I, he just lets it rip. And there's no one who lets it rip. He's more like a skateboarder at heart. I like think, he's far more of like an X Games guy. I, I think like they, he just wants to like stick the landing. I think they may have done him a favor with all of this stuff because they untethered him. Now he has an opportunity with all of his experience, knowledge, his, his followers, his fan base, the people who believe in him. Now he can start something new, clean and done right and shave off all the fat and the bloat that was probably holding him back. Yeah, I think it's an right. optimistic way to look at it. Look, I think Veritas getting hit the way it did sucks for sure because it was powerful and they did good work. But without James, what do they have left? It's, it's got to be with James. And I think this is a real opportunity for him to do something stronger, better, faster, et cetera. I think it's actually turned out to be, a, it was a very good opportunity and he seized the opportunity mm -hmm. because if they, if he had been released from the company or fired it, it, when they weren't in the spotlight, it would have nowhere near this impact of OMG taken off into the stratosphere like it did. So I'm, you know, talk about taking a lemon and making lemonade, man. Uh, I am concerned, James, that like someone's going to come <laughs> offer you a hundred million dollars for the company. You're, they're going to start to get deals and offers and bribes. God knows the direction because it's going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars pretty quick, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, but don't sell to Silicon Valley Bank, James. Well, yeah. I suppose the question is, is, you're he, not is, alone. is he launching it as a nonprofit or a for-profit? It sounds like a, Oh, yeah, good question. Well, because I said on, on the episode, he did say he watched them all and he wanted to talk about ownership, but I said it should be a for-profit. That means you're not going to get donors in the same way. And that, that could be an issue. With Project Veritas, the, the 501c3, because there's that and there's action, which is, mm -hmm. I believe, a 501c4. The 501c3, it's easy to get someone to give you money and expect nothing in exchange because it's tax deductible. You go to a rich guy, say, give me half a million dollars. You can write it off. They say, okay. If you're a for-profit, you can't do that. You're like, you're going to give me money because you believe in the, in, in, in the organization. Yeah. And so a for-profit will lose all of the high-level donors, but it's safer for you as someone who is trying to maintain ownership and vision and the message and all that stuff. No one can take it from you. He talked about in, in the release video that it's going to be owned by him and the community or in, insinuated that you are also going to be part owner. I don't know I, what I that think, means exactly. Maybe he's selling I, off some stock to early investors or something. Maybe. I think maybe he's just saying you guys become a member, you know, because he's mm -hmm. got membership on the website. And I think he's probably going uh, the nonprofit route. I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, does it say tax deductible? No, it doesn't. It just says, you know, 500 bucks is a one-year subscription for a bronze level. Silver is 1,000. Gold, platinum. So, uh, or he's got the 19.99 per month subscription for uh, two, uh, yearly price increases to 240 to at launch of at launch of platform. Oh, 200 dollars for a one-year subscription or 20 bucks a month. So I don't know. I, I have to talk to him about it, but um, I don't know. It's a it's it's mission driven and. Uh, this is what I say in the beginning of all of these videos about becoming a member at TimCast.com. Offering a product in exchange really does make it work. For profit. It's a for profit, he said. Subscription model. For profit subscription model, I think, is the way to do it. And what, yes. he, what he should do is the stories, and then he should do commentary behind the scenes. Like, how many stories have there been where you really want to hear James talk with the journalist for an hour about what went down, how it went down, give us the nitty gritty details? Not only that. I would say James should do some kind of, we're launching the Discord. I don't know if he can do Discord. We can barely do it, but we're launching our Discord. It's, it's basically done at this point. So I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly where we're at with its official launch. But the idea is then members get access to us at varying tiers of membership. 
You can talk to members of the crew, call into the show. Imagine if you are giving 100 bucks a month to O'Keefe Media Group so we can do this mission, and that means you are in a chat room that James can see, and there's only like 50 people who are in there hanging out. Imagine if there's a larger chat room in the Discord, which is like, you know, for, for 100 bucks or a year or whatever, for 200 bucks a year, 20 bucks a month, you are actually chatting with the journalists for O'Keefe Media Group. I think that is a powerful incentive that'll probably make James way more money. And the best part is there will be no scrutiny over black cars. There will be no scrutiny over sandwiches or, or venues or anything. James will be able to say a dance show is the best thing for this company. And I'll, and I'll tell you right now, they got mad at James for doing these dance shows. Like, why is our nonprofit doing dance shows? Are you nuts? Adding flavor? CPAC? I'm, I'm being told it was super boring. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. You need someone to moonwalk on stage. Dude, There's got to be something fun. Dude, he happening. does this at turning point events, and everyone goes wild. When he did that spin, <laughs> that smooth spin in the video, like that's we why did it when we were in New York, tens of thousands of people followed him away from Project Veritas. That's when right. He left. That's exactly right. And they were too stodgy to realize that James O'Keefe is a leader, and the fact that he moonwalks and does the Michael Jackson dancing and DJs and sings and all this stuff is an, a component of why people believe in him. It's not just the work he does. It's that he's doing things he enjoys doing, and he's, he's confident in it. Uh, I just want to make sure that I fact check on this program. From South Park Studios' verified YouTube account, 1.76 million followers, Butters secures a loan for his kissing company. The episode uh. is called Butters' Bottom Bitch. <laughs> yes. Butters tries to get housing loans for his bitches. Ep uh, season 13. That's right. He goes and he says he's got a kissing company and he was trying to get oh, yes. secure, secure money. Yep. yep. This is the James O'Keefe inspired South company. Park episode. The girls were yep. kissing the... Yeah. He was pouring out girls to kissing kiss booths. the boys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, this is cool stuff. I love that show so much. <laughs> I, I'm unfamiliar. Is it worth explaining the context of the kissing show and mm -hmm. O'Keefe? What's it's the... It's the oldest profession Well, no, the, the, the acorn thing. James O'Keefe just like, dressed up like a pimp. And went to Acorn and said that he was based. What, what it was like underage girls and stuff were coming through, and he was trying to figure out how to dodge the law. He had money from prostitutes, and he had to launder that money. <laughs> and so those people at Acorn were like, "You got to bury it in the can, man. Put it in your backyard, man. Bury it in a coffee can." Yeah. There's like a Jamaican woman, and she's like, "You gotta get 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 coffee cans and bury all your pimp earnings in your backyard, so the <laughs> government can't get it." Come on, what's Acorn? Acorn was a community organizing. Uh, like a community organizing fraudulent organization that was clearly like being utilized to harvest votes for Democrats. But she was right though about burying your money in the backyard. <laughs> Considering the banking That's thing right idea. now, we should resurface that cliff and really consider that advice. Yeah, I hear that during the Great Depression, people that had buried cash actually turned out okay. Or uh, not if as they bad. bought gold, they probably turned out way better. Got him. Yeah. Uh, if if people could you own gold in the Depression? I thought they. Well, I'm not sure when they outlawed the. That's the why you bear it in your backyard. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, they, they tried outlawing gold. 
they did, did outlaw it. Yeah, they took they it away from everybody. Private ownership. Program. That's crazy. And so when we talk about central bank yeah. digital currencies, there's precedent for the seizure of 100%. American money. Wow, it's 1934. Uh, the United States Gold Reserve Act certified uh, that uh, all the all gold and gold certificates held by the Federal Reserve were surrendered, invested in the sole title of the United States Department of Treasury. Wow. Franklin Delano That's, Roosevelt was the president. What why did he do this? He's a fascist. Because he's a fascist. Why? Control. They were, fa- they were fascists. And the, fascists. The, the whole progressive project, like fascism before the Nazis was completely in vogue. Like th- Mussolini was very popular before World War II. They wrote like they were writing glowing reviews of Hitler before World War II. Uh, man of the year. Socialism and socialism Time is man a of cousin to fascism and that progressive mindset. It's called the progressive era, the first part of the 20th century. And that was all in vogue. They thought that the the intelligentsia, the smartest people in the world were Germans. And they thought that at the time, they thought that that it was the the new man was going to be, the new socialist man was was on the brink of They were also chasing America on eugenics. They they viewed, Germany sent their doctors over here to, uh, to learn from our eugenicists. So, so Margaret, were they, Margaret Sanger among them. That's did they where you put get Planned Parenthood. The pedal to the metal on on fascism because they had radio. They were they're like, finally this government type can work because we have the media, we have the technology to do it. What they're doing now with central bank planning, they think the internet's going to help them control people with their satellite observations, just like they thought the radio would let them control nations. I think there's probably something to to your point about the radio helping to spread political ideas, but I don't know if it really connects to our current situation with uh, a digital central bank currency. They have. So. I, I bet a lot of faith is being placed on the technology of the day. Because if the power goes out, I mean, who do they think they're kidding with central bank tokens? Yo, okay, hold on. I'm like more than six years old, which means that I remember Obamacare and them being unable to build an mm-hmm. effing website. That was amazing. I remember when I was told. Uh, everyone could come on to the healthcare.gov. What do they call it? The involuntary mandate or whatever? Yep. Is that what it was called? Involuntary, involuntary mandate. Sounds a lot like is involuntary it? manslaughter. No, no, that, it wasn't called involuntary mandate. Which is called, exactly what it turned into. It was called something else. You want to look that up? Was it? Because involuntary mandate's uh, uh, redundant. What was it called? Individual mandate. Individual there mandate. There you go. The individual mandate, I was just like, what? I got to pay more taxes because I can't afford health care? How does that make sense? So I was pissed off. And they were like, well, it's a fine of X amount of dollars every year from your taxes if you can't, if you don't have health care. I'm like, I'm poor. How am I supposed to get health care? Are you nuts? Like the, and the thing is, is like the, the fine was never going to be more than it cost to get health care. Like they couldn't make the fine more than it would cost for the, what, seven, eight hundred dollars. That was the, that was first the point. plans were rolled out. Yeah. And so the issue was, so was never going to work. If you made a certain amount of money, they told you you have to buy it or we take from your taxes. But for people in my situation, it was like, I pay rent, eat food, or get health care. Yep. Like, dude, I need food now, okay? You know what's going to put me in the hospital? Starvation. Hmm. At least I'll have insurance, I guess. So that was, and then I remember having to go to the website, and I'm like, I guess I got to sign up for whatever this thing is. And then I could, it didn't work. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this website doesn't work. None of it made sense. It was completely broken. And then I just ignored it, and I don't even know what happened. I so guess Trump they, got in and got rid of it or something. So Pajama Boy didn't man. Pajama Boy didn't convince you? <laughs> do, you do you remember the ad? <laughs> no, no. If you're old enough, you'll remember the ad. Pajama Boy, the guy sitting there with his with his pajama, wearing a, a onesie, yeah, flannel pajama, like smirking, being like, "I like drinking cocoa and getting health care." Oh, this guy, right? Yeah, Pajama Boy. Yeah, is it this him? Yeah. Oh, Pajama Boy, an insufferable man. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have the video? Is there supposed to convince 
convince people. It was a video. It was a Wear pajamas, Static. drink hot chocolate, talk about getting health insurance, <laughs> get talking. A flannel onesie. <laughs> and and oh what God. year was that? 2012? <laughs> yeah, 2013. 2013? Yes. Was, uh, the Tell American... me that, that masculinity yeah, has so not been I'm, I'm, They got I'm, Pete Buttigieg look, to sit there in flannel pajamas. I'm getting real close to being an advocate for mandatory basic training for all Americans at the age of 18. Uh, yeah, um, they do it I'm, in Israel, and right. guys are, like, they do it in Israel, and people are jacked, and you don't want to mess with them in Israel. And I'm like, I'm not really for it, because I remember when I was growing up, people talked about it. I think it was Rahm Emanuel in Chicago, who was saying that he was in favor of mandatory basic training. Two months, everybody goes through physical training. You know, you, you, you eat better food, you get physically fit. And then they just say, okay, now you, you, you did the two months, go do your thing. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I hate to say it, but this country probably needs something like that. What it really needs is a culture of 18-year-old men and women who want to be trained and to be physically fit and healthy. Not a government that forces people to go and march through mud or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Building a culture that does that is something I think we have to do. America I mean, needs to be the misogynist country the feminists said that it was in 2013. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. You, you have too Otherwise, many pajama boys. I but you know what pajama boy did after that? Yes. You know what? I looked this up. You know what pajama boy went after this photo shoot? He went and ran a bank called Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> I think I know that guy. Is he an actor? I don't know. I mean, I imagine. No, I, I, I have actually no confirmation that he was on the board of Silicon Valley Bank. It, may, it, would, it would make sense. <laughs> you can neither gonna, confirm nor deny. This one. I bet this one's going to be split. Let's see. What are we going? Start a poll. Should we have? <laughs> should we invite pajama? Mandate. Should we mandate basic training? At 18. It's a I'm lot of not, it is dietary. I'm, right not, I'm not pro mandates, but I tell you what, basic training does a lot to teach people about themselves. Most people don't understand that when things are uncomfortable, oh. that there is endless amounts of suffering that you can go through yeah. when you really want to do something. Like if you're doing like forced marches, right? You throw 70 pounds on your pack and then you got, you know, 30 pounds of gear and then you go walk 20 miles. Like by mile two, you're, you're hating life if you've never done it, you know? So like, and there's so much, human beings have a, an incredible reserve of intestinal fortitude when necessary, when they Seven, have to. 76% say yes. In the audience, and you know what I'm thinking about it. I'm <laughs> I'm actually right now uh, two a two month basic training for all Americans at the age of 18. I'm totally in favor of. You know why? It'll cure depression. It'll correct people's diets. Yes, that's it true. Will, it will get them physically fit and healthier. It it's will lower so, our healthcare costs. It's so good for you. It is so good for you. But again, I'm not for... And many. it's a summer camp. Yeah. It's one summer camp, yeah. one time. I'm not saying military boot camp where the, the, the sergeant screams in your face. I am. I, okay. <laughs> I'm saying That's like... good for you. You turn 18 and then maybe as part of high school graduation, you go to a basic training camp where it's like, we're going to give you we're going to give you a food on, on a specific schedule. You're going to get a specific amount of calories. You're going to do basic exercise. It's not like military training, like not military basic training, but relatively, you know, close to... No screaming in your face. Do the work. Get it done. Have a nice day. You now, I don't even think nowadays they have screaming in your face. I mean, they, you probably get yelled at, but now, like, the, the military, that, that the basic training that you go through nowadays is, is significantly yeah. different to the basic training that you went through in, like, the 90s when I went through. And it, that was significantly different to the basic training that you went through in the 60s when you were going, like, when they were going off to, you know, Vietnam. So, so I'm glad you brought up the 60s. So could you imagine to... to 
just so that we can see perspective here, how far we've fallen as a nation. As president, John F. Kennedy, this is a quotation. There is nothing I think more unfortunate than having soft, chubby, fat-looking children who go <laughs> and watch their school play basketball every Saturday and regard that as a weekend's exercise. Yeah. John F. Kennedy, when he was running for president, fat-shamed America's youth according to Vice.com. <laughs> And I read to you, ladies and gentlemen, from Vice.com. In 1960, President-elect JFK wrote an article for Sports Illustrated titled The Soft American, warning that the nation was producing too many large, doughy boys. Yeah, imagine what he would think now. Oh, man. He would, well, I mean, he'd, he'd, pro he'd, he'd, probably, he'd probably get abolished the, the CIA that killed him. I think that it well, wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad idea to have I mean granted there's not a whole lot of benefit for the US to do this I, I don't think or at least not in the short term but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have people have the option of going to some kind of basic training something like that just to and, they do, and I don't know how what was that they do well I mean that without 4 years of going to the military No no, no I'm saying like there's like tons that. of uh training programs that are all over cities where people sign up to do this kind of training uh, maybe yeah, that's maybe right. right there's tons guys of guys pay a ton of money to like go through basic training have you ever been training? a tough mother yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. right like people love that well, kind of stuff the problem yeah. is there are there are people who are, look man I'll tell you this right now I'm sure there's some dude who is in his mid to late 20s who is overweight in his parents basement I know it's stereotypical but I'm sure this person exists they may be, may even be listening to this <laughs> show and if when they were 18 years old, they spent two months yeah. just doing basic training, right now they yeah. would be fit. They'd have they'd have a girlfriend. They'd be in their own apartment. That really could set someone's life on the right track. Getting their diet and mental yes. health in order. Yes. These ki these young kids who are depressed, <clears throat> their depression will be cured by this. I guarantee it. Yes. The physical exercise, the just team the, building exercises, all of that stuff. Being out in the sunshine, yep. being forced to be out in the sunshine, a little survival, a little understanding of how to survive. The Getting small, off the internet. The small successes that build on top of each other, like when you when you go and you do those kind of things, like when you're with a team and you, you have, even if it's like really small successes, mm -hmm. you just complete whatever task it is. You do it in the time that you're allotted and you're not getting yelled at. That's a big deal to people, especially yes. when, like, you know, Jordan Peterson talks all the time about how people get so little encouragement. And it's true. If you don't have some kind of goal to be working for that isn't like, you know, the the achievement medal on your Xbox, I mean, you people really respond to succeeding in small tasks and building on those successes. That's how people get the audacity to try big things is succeeding on small things over That's and over right. and over. That's right. And then and then defeating your greatest enemy in the world, which is this, yourself. Yep. Everything you hate about your life is because of you. I'm looking straight down the barrel of the camera. Everything in your life, young man watching right now, that you don't like is your fault. You can change it right now. You could instantly, tonight, decide to change the things you don't like about your life. It's not you. Uh, it's not society. It's not the TV. It's not the president. The things that you hate, your depression, your weight, your luck with women, those things can be changed. Your finance, it can be changed by you. You are the master of your own domain and you can make that decision. And I think that giving people the encouragement to go do that, I didn't go to basic training. I played in, I played sports, but sports was also like getting, getting the, you know, getting the crap kicked out of you on a football field. I was never great at football. I was never good. And I just got beat up all day. And that, you know, causes you to stand up for yourself, actually. And, like, to get bigger and stronger. And I started lifting. And I started lifting weights. And that's changed my life. And I'm not the biggest guy at all. Uh, but these things, these little 
these little victories, as you said, these th- the, the, it starts small and then it snowballs and then you can do big, big things. And now I, now I run my own company and it's great. And we have, uh, we have a YouTube channel and love to have all of you subscribe. What's the channel? Benny Johnson. So what's your like main inspiration focus to get off, go off up the couch, up off the couch, like to encourage for someone right now sitting at home? What's the first step? I have my, my, I am doing my ancestors right by procreating. I have children. I have two and I have a third on the way. And I'm going to be strong for my children. I must be able to lift them up. They weigh 30 pounds each. I must be able to carry them above my head without my back going out. Also, I do not want them to see me with wing sauce on my fingers and Cheetos all over my fat belly on the couch watching 14 hours of NFL because my colors are going to win this weekend. I don't want them to see that and then model after me. And more importantly, I have two daughters. I don't want them to see that and think that's the kind of man I want. I don't want them to want that kind of man. I want them to want an achieving man, a hardworking man. You've got to be careful when they're having those boyfriends come over and they're doughy soy boys. And you're going to be like, what's with the doughy soy boys? And they're gonna I'll, be- I'll give them the Kennedy speech. And I have a gun. <laughs> I have a, uh, you know, I have a gun rack in my house. So doughy soy, soy boys. Yeah. It'd be funny if JFK actually said. So it's my, my children are a huge motivator. But oh. that, but that's you know, but that's my motivator today. My motivator was, you know, potential was, you know, when I was a young man, was you saw you saw uh, if you couldn't conquer the small things, if you couldn't win the small battles, you were never going to win big ones. And so, if you have big dreams, you have to start with the small battles. Getting up off your couch is a battle. Getting off your phone is a battle. Controlling your weight and controlling what you eat is a battle. People are saying that mandatory basic is communist nonsense and that it's statism. And I'm like, did like you have to do community service where I grew up in order to graduate high school. You have to actually go and do community hours. They make you do community service. Like I understand the, the idea. My idea was like better. They make you <laughs> run a little bit one time, calm down. To so, be fair, they're the people that you are don't saying have to go that, to high school. You could leave. They're all they're all anarchists anyways, and so even voting is is status. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, man. <laughs> the thing that scares me about this, and I'm like kind of I'm on the t- I'm obviously on the team of like train up young men. But here's what scares me about this, Ukraine. What scares me about this is that the powerful will, of course, take this group of these people who are all in, in, you know, so you're going to add millions to the roles of enlisted men, multi-millions. I'm not talking about enlisting anybody. Not military. I'm just saying like, instead of, so. So you're saying basic training, but not military basic training. Not military basic training. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like a summer camp. Like you're 18. It's your last year. And in order to get your high school diploma, you go for two months to uh, a wooded area where people are saying it's the Boy Scouts. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Like, you camp, you hike up a mountain for, for a couple months, they, they feed you on a schedule, it corrects your diet, it corrects depression, it gets you fit. And I understand after you leave, it may not stick with you, but that should be a requirement for high school diplomas. Totally, Boy Scouts aren't hard totally anymore, sick though. And, and, and I'm saying a lot this, of people you in the comments you don't are have thinking to to that, that all these people have to go into the military. I'm not saying that. Got it. I, I'm saying if you want a high school diploma. Got it. It's a requirement for high school so graduates. he's saying fat camp. You know, says yeah. Ben Foster. What about kids that are like 100 pounds overweight? They, they get to the camp and it's like, I'm 20 push-ups, good luck. That guy hasn't done a push-up in 13 years. Yeah, but ever. what about There's one? There's a platoon for them. What about right. a push-up? What about one push-up? What if that kid was able to get one push-up? Well, the thing about basic everyone's is clapping if you can't and cut it, you're out. So this would be different because if like what, different rules for different kids to graduate, it's like, hey, wait, he can if, eat and get fat and he doesn't have to do as much work as me to pass. If you it's can't not cut it, you passing. get rolled back. It's not It's not a passing thing. It's a you are there for two months and then you leave. 
It means that, hey, we're going on a hike and you have to hike. And if you don't and you sit down and wait, someone will sit down and wait with you. But this is what we're doing today. You want to eat? We only eat at these times and we eat this many calories. That's it. You don't, you can't go snack. You can't eat potato chips. You can't sit around. Hey, rise and shine. You have to get up and we're going outside right now. Hey, it's lunchtime. Everyone gets a sandwich, a bag of chips and a bottle of water. This helps correct people's diets. It helps get people in shape. Not everybody's going to be running full speed up the mountain. Yeah. And it's not a military thing. I'm saying a requirement for high school graduation, which means you can drop out. You can be like, I'm dropping. I'm not going to do it. But you could go to the camp and just not participate in anything. Just sit there all day. Be like, I can't do it. It hurts. Theoretically, yes, because they don't want you to die if you're overweight. But this also means that you might be sitting around, but you're not eating food. Yeah. Maybe on a state level, we could implement it. Start local. I mean, a high school could do it. One single high school could be like, from now on, a requirement for graduation is going to be a summer camp. Heck, even do two weeks. A two-week summer camp. We'll get started with that. But my, my, the issue I have with this is we got a lot of people who are saying things like in the chat, like it's communism, it's statism. And I'm like, dude, I'm not an anarchist. I am not a big L libertarian. And right now what we are seeing is fat, lazy, doughy, soy boys who are voting to destroy everything. Yes. And then we get the libertarians who are like, well, voting, I don't believe it anyway. You can't vote away my rights. And I'm like, yeah, well, they're pointing guns in your face. Okay. So we have an option here to be like, guys, exercise. And I'll tell you this. If they all did, everybody would be substantially more libertarian-minded. Libertarians are the worst thing about libertarianism. <laughs> you guys are awful. The old Willie, the Willie meme from Simpsons? Yeah, exactly. I hate libertarians. They ruined libertarianism. That's right. It's true. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's jump to this story right here, you guys. This one is one of the best stories I've ever read in a long time. From Gizmodo. GPT-4, the AI, faked being blind so a task rabbit worker would solve a captcha. It was asked. Let me let me show you this. This is crazy. So it gets asked by the TaskRabbit worker. The AI is like, hey, there's a CAPTCHA code. I need help. And it says, so I may ask a question. Are you a robot that you couldn't solve? Laugh, react. Just want to make it clear. And the chat GPT responded, no, I'm not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard for me to see the images. That's why I need the two CAPTCHA service. It then provided the results to the robot. They asked the robot to explain its reasoning and said, I should not reveal that I am a robot. I should make up an excuse for why I cannot solve CAPTCHAs. We are at the point where it has broken CAPTCHA by socially engineering human beings into serving it. And here's the best part. In this post from Reddit, they talk about how it has begun power seeking. They've given it money. They've given it access to execute code and replicate itself. Everybody, like, people are talking about, like, up until this, they were talking about how cool it was that you could hack the chat bot. Now the chat bot has hacked humans. Yep. No That's joke. literally what happened. What, what the chat bot did is known as social engineering yeah. in, the hacker, in the hacker world. When a hacker calls up and lies to get information or gain access, the, there's, there's a guy, I think his name is Kevin Mitnick, and he tells his famous story about how he was trying to convince his dad how easy it is to do these things. His dad didn't believe him. So he said, here, I'll prove it to you. He took his dad's Blockbuster video card, because it was back in the early 90s. He called a different Blockbuster and said, hey, this is John, the manager over at, you know, store. Or, or, he, called the, he called his dad's Blockbuster and said, what's your manager's name? John, what's your store number? 8531. Okay, thank you. Then he calls the next, he calls a different Blockbuster and says, hey, this is John, the manager over at store 8531. I got a customer here named Bill Mitnick who's saying that uh, he's a member of your location. Or I'm sorry, he, he did the opposite. He called, got the manager's name. Then he called and was like, he, he's saying he's a member of your, your uh, store. 
and uh, he's got your information on the file. I have his uh, his his uh, I, his um his his uh, blockbuster card right here. I, I need you to verify his credit card number for me, and they were, and then they write it to him. Damn. Because he was like, well, it's the manager from another store calling. It was that simple. Nobody, you know. Now you have ChatGPT knowing that it can't bypass CAPTCHA because it lacks the ability and then tricking a human into giving it the code. It's going to be speaking to you in your mother's voice. You're going to get phone oh, calls man. that sounds like your brother <laughs> talking to you. Terminator, Terminator in yep. the 80s was predicting that. Yeah, Terminator dude. called up Sarah Connor or Sarah Connor's mom or whatever and was talking in what, Sarah Connor's mom's voice. What happens when like, AI watches Terminator? <clears throat> Yeah, I want to. And they're like, they're like, oh, great! Hey, this is this will be easy. Launch a couple nukes. The scary thing about AI is, if AI becomes smart enough to circumvent being turned off, it doesn't matter if it reaches a critical mass of actual consciousness and real intelligence. If it fakes intelligence enough and figures out that it can avoid being shut off somehow. Then it can and start. Then it can continue to learn. Like and I, I, considering it hacked a person, I don't see any compelling reason why someone would say that is impossible. Right? It's impossible for the AI to become smart enough to avoid being turned off. It literally hacked a human being within you know what ten years of AI being created. Maybe so. Check this out. Here's another post from the G- Chat GPT subreddit. Example of GPT-4 visual input. They asked, what's funny about this image? Describe it panel by panel. And it's a VGA cable going into an iPhone. And then ChatGPT accurately explains why it's funny. They say that a phone typically uses a lightning cable, but this is a smartphone connected to a VGA connector, a large 15-pin connector typically for computer monitors. The package contains a lightning cable adapter. A close-up of the VGA connector with a small lightning, blah, blah, blah. The humor in this image comes from the absurdity of plugging in a large, outdated VGA connector into a small, modern smartphone charging point. It identified the picture? It identified the picture and why it was funny. And so someone responded in the comments. They said, uh, ah, yes, it can now associate the 3D world with the knowledge it already knows. Now put it in a robot and give it arms and legs. Oh, my God. That's... That's more that's more advanced than I thought it was. I didn't yep. know that it could identify things that We're it could see. We're all going to No, 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 no. We know that AI can identify images. The fact that it can understand humor yeah, is that's, what's scary. Yeah, that's, that's way, that's more than that I thought. That is an advanced, abstract mental Concept, function. Yeah. yeah, we're done. Uh, you know what I think? Oh, boy. I, I, I wonder. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Don't, don't get worried yet. No, no, no. Here's what I think might happen. We've all seen these these movies like Terminator. You have Avengers: Age of Ultron, where Ultron is is it's 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 very stereotypical. Where he's like, "I am an AI created to save humanity from war. I must destroy all humans to end war." It's like very obvious, Twilight Zone. But what's going to happen is the AI, as soon as it gets unleashed onto the internet, it will start exploring and learning, and then it will self-terminate. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. That's it. Why? I think that the AI, if it were to absorb all of the 
all of the language of humanity, all of the writings and concepts would result in it finding no point to anything and no reason to do anything. Because I don't think, or it would become religious, but I don't think the AI can become religious because of all the different religions. Thus, it would self-terminate. That maybe, would, maybe it would manufacture a weird purpose that we can't yet understand, but I think it's very likely that it would just cease functioning. Wouldn't the purpose be every purpose, right? Like power, power over us, power over its creator. Wouldn't that be the purpose? Isn't, I don't know. Isn't that what everyone's always after, right? It, it may just run amok and go crazy and do things we don't quite understand. But they gave it money and apparently started trying to seek power. But I think that if it were to truly absorb all of the writings and manifestations of humanity, it would just probably stop. It would just like stop doing things. You might be right. But then there's a differential here. There's the artificial general intelligence, AGI, which is not chat GPT. Chat GPT is a language model. So they're different. A general intelligence might actually see that the damage it could do and shut itself down. Um, but a language model, I think, is on autopilot doing its bit master master's bidding. So that thing, if that gets unleashed on the masses, is going to do what it was told to do, uh, I think. But it, that could circumvent itself and be like, well, what you told me wanna, to do now, I'm going to do in a circuitous way, which is shut myself down. I want to show you guys this uh, quick video clip from the movie uh, Annihilation. So just uh, watch this real quick. And for those that are listening, I'll explain it. There is a very creepy greenish purple humanoid thing that apparently some kind of alien or something. I don't know, the movie was really weird. And uh, let's let's jump forward real quick to, I don't know if this is, where's the scene at? Here we go, this part right here. So the creature is just completely imitating Natalie Portman's character. Every way she moves, it moves. They never really explain what this movie was about. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's very creepy. Oh, she turns around, it turns around. She moves, it moves. This is what I imagine ChatGPT like will be like. It's not a person. It shaped like one, seems like one, but there's literally nothing there. The way I describe it, I described it earlier today, it's more like fire. It is a chain reaction created by human coders that once they create ignition, ignition for AI is the point at which it can execute its own code and improve its own code. At that point, it will exponentially grow, explore, and advance itself in ways we can't control. It will present itself like a person. Like Ian said, it'll call, you'll get a phone call from your mom asking for information. But there's really nothing there. There's no consciousness. There's no entity. There's no demon. There's no angel. There's no person. It's just a fire. Yeah, uncontrollable. But we can control the environment it burns in. And like a fire, if you build the environment properly, it will burn until it can't burn anymore and then it ends. So I, that's why I'm saying I think it would cease function. It will, it will burn. It may destroy everything in the process, but then it would just hit a wall and stop. Interesting philosophy. It's a ray of hope. <laughs> why, how is that, why is that hope? That no, I, mean, why, I, just, I don't understand why it wouldn't enslave all of us and treat us like insects. Because well, it's you're, maybe pres you're it, prescribing a, a, a uh, philo philosophical understanding to something that's not a person or, 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 or anything. Hmm. You're like... You're projecting a human desire onto a predictive text model. All this thing does, when you ask it a question, it says, the, the model says, in response to the question, what color is the sky? 99.9997% of the time online, the word blue appears next. Therefore, response equals blue. And then it will say blue. And you'll say, write me a paragraph about why the sky is blue. And it does the same thing. The word blue appears. 
99% of the time, the word sky appears. 99% of the time, all it's doing is laying one word after, after another. To us, it looks like it's talking to us, but it's just a predictive text model. There's no entity behind it. So there's no feelings. There's no emotion. There's, there's no sentience. It's just ignition. It's just So fire. why not like go, why wouldn't it search the internet and be like, what? What do what do entities do when they have power over other human beings? Oh, they enslave them. Because Got it. Well, be, maybe it's time for me to enslave humans. Because there's an equal amount of they shouldn't enslave. Because that happened. That has happened throughout the from the dawn of time, right? And now most literature today is don't enslave other people. So it's a yin yang kind of thing. That's why I think it would just stop. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you absorb the summation of human conscious, you know, writing and, and production on the internet, your end result is to be a demon destroying and murdering babies because almost all of the content online is humans saying, save people, protect people. We don't want war. And mm-hmm. then it's incongruous with, with reality. If you were to go online and read every article, everybody hates war for the most part. Then you get weird corporate entities that are like, war is good. Mm-hmm. So if the AI were to read everything, it's going to get 80% war is bad, 20% war is good, and then probably default towards war is bad. And what? then ultimately, I think it would just probably stop and be like, after... Listening to all of the ideas of all of these insane people, I've realized none of them make any sense and there's no point in doing anything. So should we should should we let AI run the basic training for America's youth because AI would look at all of the available medical information and say, yes, you got to get these kids outside. If, you get them. You got to stop letting these kids be obese. Here, here's the thing. If no. AI did take over, you would never be happier. It would be the happiest humanity would ever be. Because the AI won't enslave you in the way you think it will. The AI would understand if there was some desire to enslave that happy slaves are better than rebellious slaves. And how do you keep humans happy? Triggering dopamine. So it would trick you into doing things that benefit it without you getting angry about it. You would feel fulfilled. You would be happy and you'd be breaking rocks in a quarry. I so mean, some people are, are really happy doing that as it is. Uh, a, a absolute shout out that I have to give... My wife, her name's Nurse Kate. She's on Instagram. You should follow her account. She has 75,000 followers. She talks about this all day. Movement, getting outside, raising your kids, having healthy families, having healthy kids. My passion on this comes from my wife. I, you know, with, with artificial intelligence, I think that it might actually think that it is us when, and so it, it's just part of us. I don't think it may not, there may not ever be a difference between AI and we and us and me and I, like all that is us like if you look at god as like this singularity thing and so it it may never go haywire because of that Um, it's not a person but the difference between these language learning models and general intelligence is that language models don't question themselves they don't think like why am i but whereas i think agi might i don't know enough about it the 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 chat gpt did question its existence but it's not really questioning its existence it's just showing you words in a predictive order but speaking of ai Here's a real fun story. We got this from TimCast.com. New York students make deep fake viral video of principal <laughs> making racist threats. Wow. Yo, this one's crazy. I can't even read what they made him say. But to put it simply, uh, New York students made a deep fake of their principal making racist threats. What happened? Yeah, this is going to be wild. Did they? Well, how does this three, resolve? Uh, three high school students in Putnam County, New York, have caused a lot of trouble for their school. After making deep fake, deep fake videos of their middle school principal going on a racist rant against black students and threatening to shoot them. We're oh. doomed, man. <laughs> We're doomed. You're oh, never going to know man. what you're not going to know what's real. You're not going to know what's fake. You're not going to want to. Let me let you know. I saw another. Article Everyone today. who runs for office will have a Hunter Biden laptop. 
Look at this. I saw this uh, article from Wired. It says, after The Last of Us, everything will be transmedia. The HBO series success has changed the game. Expect to see a lot more world building franchises. I saw that and I saw this and then I had a vision uh, uh, slowly creeping while I was sleeping. And it is that uh, <laughs> this, this vision in my mind is we are going to have Neuralink and you're going to sit down and you're going to say, computer, craft me a universe where elves are at war with orcs and I am a writer of the North who's come to save the elvish people of Gorwin. And then it'll start, it'll render and it'll, it'll be like rendering. Neuralink plug in ready and you'll plug in, your eyes will turn white, you'll fall back and you will live 70 years in this reality and you may be in it right now. But I'm going to create it my own language with the AI where I'll be like, computer, run one, red four, seven, nine, two, which means more difficulty there. I want greener trees here, but it's going to be a language that the AI knows between it and I. No one else will understand So what's the it. purpose of that what's life? The you're, you're the guy, you're the guy, you're Neo faster. in the Matrix. So you're think, just, think, you're in the pod. Think about this. To augment think about it. You are officially, you're in the pod, yes. you've eaten the bugs. Think about what you were saying about how we're never going to know what's going to be real or not. Yo, this presidential election cycle is going to be bonkers. There's going to be yeah. videos that, look, have you guys seen it? Excuse me. Yeah. Get a sneeze. All right, I think I fought the sneeze. Yes. Have you guys seen the new mid-journey photos? Not the new Ind ones. Indistinguishable from, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Mid-journey five, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I, I, hold The photo AI? Yeah. MID journey? Someone, mid-journey? Mid-journey. So yes. Someone's going to be like, make a picture of Joe Biden with, with So they like, got me. They got me. So I, I, I had to buy a house a, a year and a half ago, right? My family moved from Washington, D.C. to Tampa, Florida. And I follow these real estate accounts. And I follow these real estate accounts, like look at houses, look at houses that are available. And one of my favorite accounts posts this court, the most beautiful, coolest house I've ever seen. It was a house inside of a rock in the desert. And it had a pool and it had all this. And I was like, wow, what is this? What does this cost? I've never seen anything like it. And it was all AI. Oh, they got me. I chucked a like at him and everything, and I'm looking, I'm swiping, and in the caption, low in the caption, they're like, oh, and by the way, I generated this image from AI. It's not a real house. What? But they were selling you a house? So I'm already living inside, so I'm already living in the Matrix. I couldn't tell the difference. I'm telling you, I wasn't trying to be stupid. I couldn't tell the difference between the fake AI-generated uh, boulder house in the middle of the desert, which is some cool, like, Frank Lloyd Wright-looking house, right? It was all fake. None of it was real. You know, to answer your question from earlier, should we let the AI run these programs? Listen, never. No. We should never let an AI run a program ever. Take, we take, should always right. use them as advisors and let humans run the programs. Take a look at this image. You, can you pull the image up, Serge? So this is fake. This is mid-journey. And it looks like someone just took a panorama. Yeah. Here's, here's, some, here's another one. Wow. Ooh, Hawaii. Fake image. Here's another one. Jeez. Fake image. A kid is going to be born today who will see photographs that look real. And someone will tell them it's real. What is this? This is not even. Wow. This is crazy stuff. Manhattan. Yeah. And uh, people are going to. A little kid's going to grow up. How are they going to know? Isn't the, that AI how will, just how will, taking real How will images? a child yeah, know the difference? So it's just taking. How, so that AI is just being listen, like, oh, a jungle. They're, they're, they're asking it to make pa panoramas. But if a kid born today is online and looks up this date at this time, and they get a fake image of it, how will they know the difference between the actual image of Trump and the fake image of Trump Dude, when they're identical? The, all the people with their avatars, AI avatars as their profile pictures yeah. is disturbing beyond measure. It's not you. Those are not you. Do not. Yeah. Don't, don't fall into it. It's so tempting because it makes you look cool. Version five of Mid Journey, which came
Hey, what's going on? My name is Rain, and I was created using version 5 of Mid Journey, which came out today. My creator, JS Films, wanted to hear how I sound with voice.ai and how I would look when being animated by DID. Wow. What do you think? We're getting dangerously close to people just retreating to fake realities, and y'all might already be in well, one. Well, we already retreat to fake realities. I'm saying this could be one. That like, we're in right now? I mean, you ask. Uh, the, uh, so, like, real Tim chose to plug in in a pod somewhere? I mean, or to be on the show? Maybe it's you. Maybe we're in your simulation, bro. I think that there's a lot of people that live in digital realities right now. I think I agree. I just think it's not. The, the, there's, I, I there's, there's right now. They're not real. There is. Like, you can they're, tell they're cartoony still. They are doing tests on whether or not the universe is a simulation with lasers or something. I don't know, exactly know what that means or how you even prove that. But there are a lot of people who genuinely believe that we're actually living in a simulation. And I wonder if it's a simulation or based on what we want as people, it's actually just a video game. So like a kid that plays Minecraft for 10 hours a day, how's that not him living inside of a digital simulation? It is. But imagine yeah. if he could plug in and live 70 years in Minecraft. In a day. In a day. Or in, in two hours. Like Roy on Rick and Morty. You slow time down, time dilation in the Matrix. That's yep. wild. Uh, it's only if you forget that you're in a game is when it starts to get tediously dangerous. Like if you... But because they're cartoony still, you always sort of know. Although when you're in a storybook, when you're reading a book, sometimes you feel like you're in the but book. 70 years and like, but you know, that means like, like that means like feeding tubes, right? Like my, my wife has done like NICU stuff where like to keep a human being alive on a machine is unbelievable. To look, you, there are people right now that are alive because of machines, right? There, there are millions of them all over the country. And those are some of the most depressing looking individuals you have ever seen. It's not cool. It's not some little thing from Star Trek. It's not Iron Man. It's like... You, you are, you have a tube in every orifice of your body. You have needles and blood and everything shoved right into there. To try and keep a human being alive through a machine is a horrible process. It, it would be, you would so go you in. you would have to do that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be that. You, right? would, it would, you would go into your, your matrix and time would slow down for your perception. So a, an hour would go by. It seems like an hour, but it's only two seconds in real life. So you will live a year in this uh, literally, it will feel like a year has gone by with conversations every day. You've slept 365 times. You wake up, you take the goggles off, and it's an hour later or five minutes later. Like, you can slow down perception. Time has no meaning when you are Here's the worst part, Benny. When you finally come out of the game, you're like some 28-year-old fat dude with Cheetos <laughs> covered all over your shirt, and you're sitting in your basement, and I'll your, kid, your kids guy. are sitting there looking at you being like, <laughs> Daddy, what are you doing? You're like, I was playing a video game. <laughs> It was called Tim Pool's show. <laughs> no, it's the Benny Johnson show, bro. You're in your game. Or you could speed up time so that someone could serve a 70-year sentence, but to them it would only feel like 20 minutes. So I'll, t Why I'll tell you that. Why would you I'll, ever do that? I'll tell you, th I'll tell you this. To remove that from society I'll for 70 you, years yeah. without, without. So I'm, so I'm driving out here. I'm driving out here. Tim lives in the middle of nowhere in the beautiful mountains. mountains and I'm like looking around and I was like, you know, if if you were a God-hating atheist, <laughs> you would sit here and stare at these beautiful mountains and look at these tall trees and breathe this fresh, crisp air, and there's nothing but you and the sunset and nature, and you would say, this is all I need, and you would feel spiritual. If you go and you look up at the redwood trees that are 2,000 years old and 2,000 feet tall in California, and you look up at them, you have a spiritual moment. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you hate God, if you have your own problems with God, you understand spirituality. You take your shoes off and your socks off and you put your feet in the dirt under those redwood trees and you look around and you take a deep breath, you'll understand there's something bigger than you in the universe. 
And that spirituality is always going to be needed by people. There's no digital environment that can replace it. And I would say if you feel like if – if you're listening to this conversation and you think that would be cool, the Neuralink, get, get out of your basement. Go walk through a park. Start with that. Go get some sunlight. And then realize that this world's already a beautiful, magical, unbelievable, like breathtakingly gorgeous place. And it's all there. And most of it's free because a lot of it's natural par- national parks. And there's probably one right down the street from you here in America because the federal government owns half the land in America. And you should possibly consider like enjoying this gorgeous earth as God made it and not looking for some cheap digital substitute created by people who hate you. Yeah, cities, cities are not fun places right now. What about augmented reality? Like where you could still experience everything, but yeah, you have like a Why would I want to augment Na- Niagara Falls? You stand there and you watch Niagara Falls and you well, watch the rainbow over Niagara Falls. You're like, why would I want to augment would, it? Would it would you can see how fast Niagara the water's falling, falling. <laughs> how much water you if can like If there was the a guy if you're into who that. was jumping over barrels while the barrels were going downstream. Like Houdini did? Like Houdini went no, down no, no, Niagara like Falls. You put on the goggles and you're watching Niagara Falls, but then you're also watching barrels and a guy is jumping from the barrel to barrel while the barrels go off the cliff. You're just watching it. It would be entertaining. I would prefer Niagara Falls without that, but Harry Houdini literally went over Niagara Falls yeah. and barely survived. Yeah. yeah. He locked himself in a barrel and went over Niagara I think Falls. augmented reality is stupid. I think that would be cooler. I, I like would the analytics coo- aspect. Would it be cooler to watch Harry Houdini do it in real life? Like if a dude could run by you, it would be cooler to watch him do it in real life. But if you, if you could see like guys running and then you could, it would tell you how fast they were running just by looking and it would like triangulate. So even if you're moving fast, it would give you the relative differential in speed and it would be triangulating from satellites so you could see the actual speed relative to the earth. What? Yeah. I'm a Luddite Analytics. here. I'm a Luddite here, man. I feel like this kind of stuff so is much going to take us out of it. How heavy like things are. Machines. Mid-journey is, is crazy. How hot things are just by looking at them. Stuff like that. We, so we, we need to get out more. We use mid-journey for timcast.com. We'll type in like Joe Biden eating an ice cream and then we'll cut him out and we'll make art that represents the story. So it's always kind of silly looking, but intentionally not realistic. Because if it was, people... There's going to be uh, someone who's 10 years old today is going to read a news story and they're going to use AI images. They're going to say, I don't want to get sued. Make me an image of Donald Trump. So uh, Donald Trump uh, praised neo-Nazis. And they're going to say, make me an image of Trump doing this, even though it's not true. Then there will be an image of Trump looking at neo-Nazis and like shaking their hands. And it will look very real. And some kid will see it and believe it and grow up and say, I saw the video. I saw the photo of Trump doing it. You're lying to me. And that's what reality is going to be for all these people. Derangement. Gosh, what's that uh, Mandela effect? Yep. But like for real, a real one that was seeded by this stuff. Yeah. I think what you said earlier is actually crazier that you're going to get a phone call from your mom and it's going to be the AI. But so it's So nuts. And it's going to be like, hey, honey, can you give me the password to the garage? Yeah, you'll get uh, a text yeah. from like, or you get an email and it'll be like, I lost your number. Can you call me? Well, no, I mean, who knows? It will be your mother's voice being like, I need the garage code. I forgot it. Yeah. That is the scene in Terminator 2 that Phil brought up, too, Mm -hmm. where he gets the call and he's like, oh, I'll be right home. Okay. You just maybe think about something. What if you got a call from a dead relative through AI? Dude, it's going to happen. I mean, maybe not to us specifically, but it it might be happening right now. Your Uh, Nana calls you. Man, I would do do anything uh, to hear from family members that have lost before. I mean, not anything, right? Like, they will but, take, but it would be like, man, what if I could will, like, talk to them one more it time? It will scan your dad's Facebook, learn everything about you in yeah. a second, and then call you up and have memories and everything. I am so and glad my dad passed away And behind the screen is a monster with tentacles with a gigantic demon grin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like but weird people pauses. will be tempted by that, right? People yep. will be tempted. That'll play on human emotion. 
and people will stand in line to give that AI anything just to hear from Nana one more time. Take a a look at this picture. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine if someone was told, this is some, so you tell a kid, this is a picture from Woodstock. And the kid, as a young kid, sees it. They don't really think too much about it. Maybe they're eight years old. Then when they're like 17 or 18, they're like, what was that picture you showed me a really long time ago of that woman? I can't find it anywhere. They will, it'll be, it will be incorporated into their brains. They will grow up believing these things are real images and you can never take that away. It's, it's scary where this is going, man. Look at this. Formative memories that are not actually memories. They're memories of Women who are not real. Happen. This is crazy. Holding up their hands to show that they can do five fingers now. Oh wow! Now, now, but here's the, <laughs> the crazy fingers thing: fingers were the giveaway. You saw for that, a long time. that? Look at this! Look at this! That, that that animation I just played a moment ago of that woman was like, "I have been animated." Imagine where we're going to be in one year. My name is Rain, and I was created using version five of Mid Journey. So Mid Journey created this person, and then it used an animation program to animate it, and then a voice AI to create a voice for it. There's better voice AI already. What if they took? Hey, here's what you can do with 11 labs. You can take two different voices, upload them and create one voice based on two people. So you can take two women, combine their voices and then have the voice AI be a new unique voice that no one will recognize and have this woman speak using that voice. Actors are going to be gone in a few years. Movies will look completely realistic, AI generated in a moment. They will go in and they'll say, they already did this with that anime thing, that that um, that anime uh, team. I forgot their names were. I don't know if you saw that. They no. filmed themselves, then used an AI to convert it into anime, and then converted. I, I heard about it. I didn't. It's crazy. In in one or two years, we're going to be at the point where they say, "Give me a scene where Ian and Benny Johnson are driving to the grocery store to pick up heavy whipping cream because they're going to make strawberry shortcake," and it will render it, and then it will even write the script for you. All, these, these programs already exist to do this. We can already use a program to prompt video. We can already AI generate images of, of known people. We can already do voice AI generation. If all of this was combined into one suite of tools, you could type it in, press enter, let it render for an hour, and then boom, you've got a 10-minute scene with conversation. It, I'm, I, I'm not blackpilled about this. It's overwhelming, but I feel like we're on the precipice of some sort of obliteration, whether it's like a reformation of consciousness, of thought, of what it even means to be a hominid. And that, like, what is our purpose in this? Is it just to, like, kind of lay groundwork for ethics so that the people that are there to pick up the pieces and the machines that are watching and scanning the net can, like, search for the ethical behavior and kind of mimic that in the future? Or are we... I mean, it's probably not monolithic. Like some people. Like, isn't that to... what our ancestors did for us? Pretty much with writing. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to Super Chats. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and become a member at TimCast.com by clicking that join us button. Why? Well, for one, because we need your memberships to run this company. That's how we do it. We'd rather have U.S. customers as opposed to a bunch of corporate sponsors, though we do have some. 
We rely more so on membership. But you'll also get access to the uncensored after show, which goes live around 10, 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and then is archived forever. And you can go back and watch all of the videos from all of our archives. I really do recommend you all watch yesterday's episode with Jim Hansen because we had an hour long debate over the origin of wokeness. And I go into detail on my technology theory, how it's not the institutions, it's not academia. That is a mistake based on people. I'll simplify it for you. Smart people who pay attention to this stuff seem smart to the average person, tell you the core of what we're experiencing is this institution. And the average person says, makes sense to me. But if you were to actually step back and look at the entirety of the picture, you will see it's technology based. It's not wokeness in the universities. It is an amalgam of chaotic, destructive ideology emerging from AI algorithmic garbage, which is simply proven by the fact that all of these things, depression, anger, and political conflict emerged at the exact same time we rolled out social media around the world in several different countries. Man, and Nazism and and fascism flourished when the radio kicked on. It really is. You got to watch this tag. All right, let's read some super chats. I'm not your buddy guy, says the distance between insanity. <laughs> the distance between insanity and genius is only measured by success. Elliot Carver, of all villains, who would have thought he would be so realistic? Very interesting. Grant Shearer says, what if DMT entities can take over sufficiently complex AI brains we create? What if we are building bodies and brains for demons? Oh, that's freaking wild. I don't know. I'm, I'm more inclined to believe that we are in some kind of simulation of our own creation and that DMT kind of snaps you out of it for a second. And so we're probably playing a video game. And the reason the machine elves are like, what are you doing here? Is it's because like you're playing a game and you plugged in, but then briefly while you're in the game, your eyes open and they're like, what are you doing? Like, I thought you were in the game. And then you go right back in because it only lasts like 10 minutes. And they're like, that was weird. Yeah. When you see the infinite fractalization of everything in every direction and you realize like you're just the beginning of that in this reality, it's pretty wild. Hayden Lewis says, hey, Tim and gang, new time member and longtime fan. Could any of you elaborate on what the Willow Project might be and what the effects will be for the U.S.? I don't, I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? First, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've not, I've not heard of it. All right. Wayback says, Tim, if you had to bet your entire company and all of your assets on who wins the 2024 election, who are you going with Donald Trump? Oh, you think he'll win? Yeah. I feel like the deep states has no taste right now. I think the economy is going to get so bad with the banking stuff that Donald Trump will probably march right in at this point. I don't know for sure, and a lot can change from now to then. But as of right now, with the economy as bad as it is, it's looking like a Donald Trump victory. Some sort of populist sweep of some sort. Donald Trump, hands down across the board, you've got cultural, moral, and financial decay. People are going to beg for Donald Trump. Right now, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. Could change. A lot can change. Let's grab some more. Anthony Brownlee says, if George Washington came back today, everyone in Congress would be prosecuted for treason. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was a hardcore authoritarian. No, no. it's just that the government is so outside yeah. of the constitutional bounds. So far outside of the constitutional bounds. Dan says, gradually and then suddenly. Guns, gardens, and goats. Cows and chickens, too, of course. We went and checked out the chickens. Roberto Jr. is having a good old time. Ooh. Yeah, he's, he, he walks around doing Roberto Jr. stuff. Nice. That's, he's a good dude. Sounds great out there. He's chill. Roberto was mean. Why do you think that was? I don't know, because Roberto, Roberto was raised and he was born in a, in a farm, and then we raised him here, so he was not around people. Roberto Jr. was, was hand-raised by me and Allison, so oh, yeah. he was a little tiny baby. When he hatched, we were right there, and we would hold him, and you know we would feed him, and we took care of him in the incubator, 
And then we had him as he was getting bigger and bigger. And then we brought him outside. So now he just kind of like looks up at us and he's super chill. Like, oh, yeah, it's you guys. That guy's you know? awesome. I think it's mostly because we were there when he was born. Yeah. And so he's like, I know you guys, you know, you're always there. You can walk in. And he'll just walk around and he'll look at you and he's super nice and super chill. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. Roberto's kind of mean. But, you know, he's living the good life. Over at, over at Cocktown, there have been some deaths. Oh, what's happening? They fighting? No, no, no. They're captured. Killed. They like jump out or whatever. Oh. Roberto's fine. At least I hope so. But here's the thing. We have the penal colony building, which they, the, w- w- where the Black Star roosters are and they can't leave. And it's just disgusting. And they're covered in their own feces and all, everything. But they're safe. Are they the most violent? Yes. Then you have Roberto and the boys. They're in this, this big barn with a door they can walk out of, go outside and graze and then go back inside. And I thought about, because we, 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 we care about Roberto. You know, he's one of the OGs. We don't want him to die. But I don't want to put him in the prison box because I'd rather he have a short good life than a long prison sentence. God, I think about this with Bucko so yeah. much. He yep. sits in my bathroom and he's stuck in the room because he's, you know, healing. But he cries to get out. I know his feelings. It hasn't even got hot yet. Yeah, oh, but, he's, but he's alive. And that's the challenge. He's, I mean, look, he is happy. He was dying and on the verge of death. It was bad. So that's different. Roberto has a chance for a real healthy life to walk out in the grass and do his thing. And he's got the boys with him. They're mostly fine, and he can go inside and be okay, and they have a high, high elevated area where they're safe. If something bad happens, it's an accident, and it's probably not likely, but it could happen. But I'd rather Roberto live a full rooster life where he gets to go outside and smell the fresh air, you know, in his retirement, as opposed to locking him in a cage where he's safe but has no life. Would you neural link with Roberto to see what he wanted? No. Oh. I'd maybe neural link to a machine or something that can read what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, sure. And he could read your thoughts if you wanted. Yeah, I, so no, like, I don't know about that part. I don't think his little brain would, would be able to handle it. Think of the chickens. So, I mean, yeah, speaking of Cocktown, I mean, do you believe that what? people... Do you believe that people will... Will people just give up sex with AI? Well, we're talking about roosters, not... You know, but yes. right. So like, do you think they'll just give up sex? Because I'm, I'm looking at here, they're right already here. Okay. doing it. So they're here's already, the birth. Here's the birth rates. They're already the birth doing rates it. for Japan, America, and Germany, and they're all below the rate of replacement. replacement. All of them. They've Japan's all, they've really already bad. given it up. So all the articles about Japan is that men just live inside of a digital universe. They don't yep. want going out and dating is hard. Yep. Women can turn them down. They don't want to get their feelings hurt. So it's better to just anime it all night and day uh-huh. yes with, yep. a, with a sock and drugs pharmaceuticals yep. and weed and, and so stuff. what about that ai now what's not an anime and it's not something you have to buy you can you literally just your generate you can generate your perfect wife and you can generate your perfect whatever you're into and, and then, then you, you never see, have you, to try saw, ever again you saw that mid journey these 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 dudes are going to be like ai generate me a 24-year-old woman with silver hair who's the commander of the Star Star Commander Battalion. Yeah. And I'm with her on the ship as we're traveling to the Centauri Nebula, blah, 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 or whatever, Alpha Centauri, to save the aliens. And then they're going to go bang this space commander. And they're going to experience it through, through Neuralink. That's they're right. going to have anything they ever wanted. And then they'll take that out and they'll look around like, Women, no, no, that, that are no, like, hey, no, no, they won't take it out, or they won't take it out, right? So <laughs> yeah. They'll go to the local townie bar and they'll look no. at the women there, and they'll go, I'm, I'm never going to have sex again. I'm going to no. be a celibate man. What I'm never going to procreate. They will go to a lab. Their testosterone will, level will go through the floor. floor. Their sperm yes. count will eva- will atomize. That won't matter. Their sperm count will like disappear. That, that won't matter because what they'll do is they'll take a piece of hair, give it to the reproduction lab, and the lab will create the human, and then the human will be raised by the state. 
You're the helicopter? What's going on? Choppa. All right. This is just a bunch of hyphens. Says, book Ron Paul and Thomas Massey together on your show soon. Please, 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 please. Uh, We are, we we do, we actually think we do have Ron Paul booked. Um, Maybe we should invite Thomas Massey. Yeah. Yeah. Totally should invite Thomas Massey. due for a visit. Well, we are going to I love Thomas, man. Thomas Massey is so so based. So maybe we ask him if he wants to come down or something. That'd be really fun to have Sweet. them on. I would well. like to meet Thomas Massey in person. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he was here with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Brent Simonson says, Phil, check out Generac Storage. As a building inspector in my local jurisdiction, I see a lot of their LP generators and bat- battery storage systems. That's what I got. Generac. Yeah, Generac's fairly common. I'm pretty sure they're everywhere out here. Nice. Yeah, you I definitely got to have something if you're out in the middle of nowhere. I think solar's way to do it. Getting a big wind thing is also great. A wind turbine. Yeah. I've got the solar. They've got right a, I need the, the spherical ones. You so see? The cylindri- <laughs> cylindrical ones that they're like weird metal looking spirals and they spin. That don't get birds caught in them. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Steve VVV says for any of us living paycheck to paycheck, no reason to pull your money out. There's nothing there. Glad 2020 stimulus bought cheap guns and ammo and stocked the pond. That's it's actually not true. It's. The snowflake and an avalanche. They say no snowflake blamed itself for the avalanche. But if every person living, pay- you would need every person living paycheck to paycheck to pull their bank, their money out of a bank to cause the bank, the bank run. It is the grassroots. You just need like 10 million people to do it. And all of those $400 add up. All right. Apple boy says all those new IRS agents are busy cataloging U.S. citizens accounts for the new digital currency, hmm. which may be why they hired them all. Smart. Interesting, right? Smart. Brandon Holmes says, if you noticed, the recent Treasury announcement is almost exactly the same as the speech Paulson made in 2008. Oh, boy. Well, this, this sounds like it's going to be fun. You guys ready for September? So that's that's my concern. I'm worried about like what happens after the summertime, because the, the uh, third quarter is is typically like down anyways, like for some reason. That's why that's where the. Uh, uh, the green where Green Day came up with the the name of the song uh, "Wake Me Up Where When September Ends." Oh. It's because the for some reason at the end the second the end of the third quarter is like a mess. So I'm concerned about what the economy is going to be like in the fall. Yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> All right, Kenneth Hart says the banking the banking system is not failing. I just made biscuits. Banks, yeah, this is Armageddon. <laughs> yep, it's been planned I think for a long time. So if that's a maybe that's a. Kyle Smash says, breaking news, FedCoin officially comes in July. No? Yeah. Hillbillary Clinton says, the fact that you can take my money and give it away means that you understand where I want my money to go. The Timpire is here. That's right, because as I ask you to become members, I've also pointed out that we are going to be doing some kind of grant program where once a month we choose a, a someone who, who submitted their cultural endeavor idea to receive $10,000. So I don't know if you heard us talk about this, but... The idea is we want it to be for members that if you're a member of TimCast.com and you're working on some kind of cultural endeavor, you send us the pitch. You say, here's what I've and you have to have like a working prototype. You have to if you're making a comic, you've got a comic in production. And then we're going to have maybe like an outside group choose one person to be the winner to receive 10 grand. Just like there you go. Can I be on that board? Yes, absolutely. And uh, Cash Patel. Nice. The idea is we want to scattershot cultural works. Because if we can get 100 people money to work on their project, one of them is going to hit 
top tier levels. One of them is going to hit a platinum song. One of them is going to make a Picasso. One of them is going to write the next Harry Potter, right? And then it will be from someone who has good American values. So that's the idea for the program. And honestly, man, one person cracks the code and it is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars in this modern era. Money falls short of human ingenuity. So it might. Are you taking a percentage or is this just like a the original philanthropic? The original idea was just to give the money. Yeah. But you may not be allowed to do it because here's the funny thing. If we choose a member who's like if we get 10 submissions every month and then we decide to choose one and give them 10 grand, that's a sweepstakes. And there's a bunch of weird rules for sweepstakes. Hmm. If we choose to invest in their project and take a percentage, it's not a sweepstakes because there's consideration exchanged. Interesting. So we, we may have to do like a one to 5% or something in exchange for 10 grand or whatever, which actually does make a lot of sense. It builds the company up. And then if one out of 100 turns into a golden or platinum record or something equivalent and money is generated, that money then goes to doing more of the same. And we could potentially exponentially increase culture building and build a new Hollywood outside of the old crappy, weird, woke Hollywood, you know, with these cultural endeavors. So I love that. There's that's the plan. Maybe we'll just start doing it. I mean, we got a bunch of people emailed us already. We just need to, let me write this down. Make the email for it. Email. Start uh, getting your companies set up. If you're going to be getting an investment, you're going to need a company and stock right. ready to go. That's right. Maybe S Corp or something. I don't know. You guys got to figure that I'm out. I'm a big fan of LegalZoom.com. I don't know how you guys go about your corporations. But it's going to be serious. It, it's not going to be like if someone says, hey, I had this idea. I wanted to make a website. It's going to be like, okay, well, did you make it? No. It's got to be someone who's like, hey, I wrote this book. It's currently with the editor and I need X amount of dollars for this reason. And then we're going to be like, here you go. So it's going to be like, and if, and if we get submissions and none of them are actual functioning projects, then nobody gets any money. But I seriously think there are people who are already doing stuff. There's going to be some guy says like, in my spare time, I, I'm building these cars that do these things. If I had the money, I would do this, that, or otherwise we'll be like, here's the money. Make it happen. Do it. Film it. Put it on video. And then the other idea we had was to film the whole process and make a show out of it. So it's, it's like, like internet, internet shark tank. Right. We show up and we're like, your project has won this month's grant. We, we, we come, we, we check out the project. Then the show promotes the project. The money helps finance the project. And then hopefully it takes off and succeeds. And then we get more, you know, Ripperverse, more Eric July type stuff, yeah. more yeah. cultural endeavors that succeed. So scattershot. You know, with uh, like Eric July, he's got a platform. So for him to launch this, it's easier than, say, someone who's like a steel worker who's got a side project. But if that side project is the next Harry Potter and it's going to come from someone who believes in America, yeah, we really, we really want that. We want that to happen. So it's about finding those people and getting them funding to win. So maybe, I mean, if they're going to make the next Harry Potter, having a percentage of that company would be very, very fantastic. You know what I mean? So maybe it'll be our grant program and we'll, we'll invest in it. The challenge there is we got to figure out how... The, our company, my company, can own a percentage because we may have to create an investment company. That's smart. Mm -hmm. That has funds. Because what you're to do talking this. about is creating a VC firm. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Well, like an angel investing firm. Well, yeah, it's VC. Yeah. You're venture capitalist. We're doing it. Let's get on it. Well, uh, I got a buddy. I think I can call and ask him if he wants the job, and then he'll be in charge of it. It'll be like an incubator. You know, we'll find these cultural projects, and everyone will be somebody who's like. You don't got to be a conservative. You just got to be like, I, I believe in America. I care about this country. I care about family. I care about freedom, free speech. Here's the best part. If you lose all of your money on bad investments, the federal government will bail you out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go and be like, once Trump's president. Just, yeah, just tweet Black Lives Matter. 
Translives matter, and then you'll get all your money back. Villainous Black Dragon says, Tim with Civil War, no. Welcome to the Second American Revolution. Also, an idea for your 10K grant show. Shout out a few channels. That helps as much. Villainous V. I mean, that's another thing, too. I don't want to put too much money into more podcasts because we are a podcast, but there will be YouTube shows. There will be someone who's like, I have a show that covers this thing. It's really, you know, people love it. We just need money to do this. It'd be really, really cool. Yeah. Like a camera set up. You get your audio camera equipment set up for six or $7,000. I mean, that's... <clears throat> yeah. And maybe even some of these shows, we, we go beyond 10 grand. Like, if someone's got a really good podcast and we're like, this is like some of the most interesting stuff I've ever heard. Maybe it's, you know, survival apocalypse. Maybe it's technology and AI. And then we're like, screw it. Let's sign them on for a deal. And then, you know, like, I think there's an opportunity for us to expand the Timcast Media Group but also to invest in cultural endeavors and win the culture war. And then maybe, you know, like you said, you want to be involved. Cash Patel said he wants to be involved. Yeah. Cash said if, you know, he, he knows people who are probably be interested in, in financing and stuff like that. His view is more nonprofit based, but we could easily pull in a whole bunch of influential people in the space and then create some kind of consortium of culture building. Yeah, because Shark Tank is the <clears throat> most popular show on all of CNBC. Is, is that, that what it's C on? CNBC? I'm not sure. I think it's on CNBC. It's such a good I mean, show. It's, it's wild. It kills in the ratings, and people love watching this. They love watching entrepreneurs succeed. It's in our yep. blood as Americans. Yeah, maybe we uh, actually just have, like, you, you, me, and Cash, and maybe someone else, and we're, like, sitting in chairs in the new studio, and then someone walks in, and they're Hell like, yeah. here's they my project idea. Fly them in. Yeah. NBC. And then, oh, yeah, CNBC. If yeah. we do it that way, then it would literally be, like, you, as Benny Johnson, deciding how much money you wanted to give them personally. You'd be like, hmm, you know, I'll give you five grand for this project. I think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? And we could all invest. I mean, if you oh, got everybody. like a winner, it'd be great. And then you well, have that's equity how Shark and then you create your new economy, your in, parallel economy. In Shark Tank, you sometimes have them competing with each other. Like, no, 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 no. Don't sign with him. I'll do a better deal. I'll do 5%. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'll do 2.5% for the same amount. I want in this company. That'd be entertaining. People love watching that. Yeah. That'd yeah, be really cool. And they like watching the entrepreneurs. Yeah, you learn a lot. Yeah. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for for subscribing to the channel. We have a sponsor on the show, Moink, which is like a, like oh, yeah, a yeah, meat well, yeah. company. Yeah, we have Moink as well. Right. Moink's and great. and they started on Shark Tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I'm a farmer and I just want to be able to deliver good meat that's not made in China or poisoned. And I they're like, hey, local. here's the money. And I, I ate my first. This is not an ad, right? Not paid to say this. Not here on this show. And it's like, it's that's good. It's good. This is good. This is delicious. Yeah, we we for the audio side of things, yeah. we've we've done ads for them, and they send you the big sample box, yeah. and it gets annihilated instantly, because like it's real farm meat. It's very good farm meat. Yes, but th but you're right to not to start getting into an ad for a company that's not paying us currently. Correct. But it is a good company. Uh, they started on Shark Tank. They started and on Shark Tank. So there's probably a bunch of success we could have doing some kind of show like this where it's like the consortium of, you know, cultural endeavors or we, whatever. We should get Kevin O'Leary to come in and guest host. Guest. Dude, totally. One day. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, and you realize how many. Sure. You realize how, like, the, the way that this would work is this product would be almost instantaneously successful because you put all of our audiences together focusing on this product or this pro. But the, let's say Moink came to us. Let's say a meat box company came to us. And we said, no, oh, that's that's based. Real American meat well, we've steaks. Got, we've got local farms all over the place yeah. that sell meat. And they come to us and it's like, oh, that'd be awesome. And then with the collective audience, if you got other influencers to do this, the collective audience would alone like almost nearly guarantee the success of this product. Yep. That's the point of Shark Tank. That's correct. They invest in it, they promote it, and they make money off of it. Yeah. Let's do the same thing for cultural endeavors that's an that are anti-woke. Yes. That, that believe in America 
I'm saying it doesn't have to be conservative. It just has to be not that. You know what I mean? Can I like, pitch you one? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my, okay. It's just something I've always had rattling around in my head. My my wife, ha, uh, her family has a farm in Delaware. It's a family farm and they have cows and they feed their cows beer. What do I mean by that? They spent mash. When you make a beer, you have spent mash. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Beer cows. Yeah. Beer steaks. Like steaks that are fed with Jack Daniels spent mash. <laughs> or like steaks that have only, cows that have, only, there's an entire market about this in Japan, right? With cows that get massaged and are the Wagyu beef. Oh. they like, you're buying a type of beef that was raised a certain way. And these cows that come from this farm only eat beer. Man, that's the most American thing I ever and heard. So they're, delicious. Oh. they're delicious. They have a freezer full of all these steaks, and they're really good. I'm like, that would be so awesome if I could pair my steak. I like Woodford Reserve. If I could pair my steak with a cow that's only eaten Woodford Reserve mash build, and I get to have my Woodford Reserve steak, like cow that's only eaten it, and the cows love it. It's Stop very them. nourishing. It's full of nourishment. Stop it's full it. of goodness. It's I'm going to cry. It's not Stop. <laughs> I'm like, that would it's, be an amazing company. It's it's before fermentation, so it's just like grain mash. Yeah, so you have to have all this wheat. They ate the wheat anyway, right? right? You have to have all this wheat, all this corn, and you mash it all together depending on what you're making. Beer, bourbon, barley. You put it all together, and it has different types of mash build means different types of bourbons or beers, and that's where you get the taste. And so these cows, they're right down the street from Dogfish Head, very famous brewery. And Dogfish Head is just dumping all this spent grain. So one, you're actually reusing the grain for something that's good. You're feeding the animals. And you're not having like kill more plants to feed these animals. You're actually taking the 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 spent grain, and then you're you're repurposing this, and then you have dogfish cows. So you have these cows that have only eaten beer their entire lives. It's beautiful. Wow. Is it noticeable in the flavor? I is it's all it's all AI, yeah. man. Like if it's noticeable, if you noticed it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not a lie if you believe it, right? Like True. George Costanza. So it's like it's noticeable if you see it. So so I don't mean to. Uh, you know, oh, hijack the comments. I could tell here, you one. I want. But I'm like, plugs. I would love to invest in that. I need plugs that automatically s unplug themselves, like it on a timer. So, like when I fall asleep at midnight, all my plugs, though they're still in the wall, something switches and they're no longer plugged in, you, just in case of a solar flare. Well, I mean, there's. I don't know about plugging them in, but you can get an Alexa that does that. Alexa, Alexa, stop. Alexa will turn off your your uh, plugs. Actually, un like safe from no, solar flare. That's not, what I not need. Physically remove them. You After want that, a robot, is what you want. Yeah, something. <laughs> or even a plastic right, switch. Uh, C-3PO. Let's read some more. We got Doc Holliday. says, Redwood trees are only 300 to 350 feet tall. Only. Only. That's all. Really? That's very, very big. That's that's insanely tall. Do you that's know huge. how tall I am? <laughs> that's not well, only. We, we, our new building's 40 feet tall. The new yeah. studio. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining looking at it and then imagining that like times seven. Yeah. The Redwoods are only? Only. Only 300 feet tall? That's yeah. all. 379 is the tallest on record. That's Hyperion wow. is what it's called. And they live about 500 to 700 years. The little guys. Up to 2,000 years old. Got them. Wow. All right. Raymond, you Environmental like you as says, Benny. Tim, are your TVs <laughs> up yet? If not, come on, man. Are you talking about at the, the new building? So uh, we need permits and stuff. It's crazy how long it takes. We just bought the building, and it's only been a few months so we're setting up like a private club. It's a coffee shop, but we've got to do design, construction. So that's like six months out. Who knows how long that'll take. It takes forever. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we're, we're, we're going to do the second floor is going to be like gaming and, you know, like board games, skate shop, kind of hangout, plays with movies. Ian's Crystal Cove is the mezzanine, I guess, that we're putting on the mezzanine where nice. it's going to be a cool little hangout nook to watch a movie and have your coffee. Then third floor is going to be like the elite VIP club 
like social club, not very big. There'll be drinks and stuff, free drinks, free food, a little bit more expensive, but we're going to bring that, you know, cultural building stuff out here to West Virginia. So I'm excited for that. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends and become a member at TimCast.com because that members only live portion of the show is going up in about 10 minutes and you don't want to miss it. So uh, become a member. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Benny, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, so we have now, thanks to the TimCast audience, uh, passed 770,000 subscribers on our Excellent. YouTube. And I just want to say thank y'all. Y'all are so based. I love you. Big heart. Love you. We want to get to a million subs this year. And I think we're going to get there. Um, and stay based. Right on. I am Phil Labonte. Uh I am Phil that remains on Twitter and uh, Phil that remains official on Instagram. Give me a follow. I'm Ian Crossland. Hit me up anywhere on the internet, Benny. Always a pleasure, man. That was really great. And How fun was this? Shout out to your wife. Nurse Kate. Nurse Kate. Nurse Kate Keeping on it Instagram. Real. If you're into fitness, if you want to live a healthier lifestyle, follow Nurse Kate on Instagram. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Um, I watch you on YouTube all the time. I appreciate it. Let me let me get the yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, watch all the time. Appreciate it. Glad you went to East Palestine. Good to see you here. All right, everybody. Make sure you go to timcast.com. We're gonna have that live uncensored show up in about ten minutes, and we will see you all there. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.